from downtown, this is Tim Kitscher from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we are going to give our impressions of Super Mario 3D All-Stars and all those directs, and we have a guest this week, David Walker of Conman RDW. Only Nintendo could piss me off so bad that I give them more money. Reminder to Nintendo, DLC's a thing. Hope so. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 238, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourselves. We are here again. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Trey, all out of options, Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Go to Hades, Mikowski. I'm John, a wing cap and a prayer knitter. And we have a guest this week. And I'm David Calamity X Years Ago Walker. <laughs> I know that reference. That's a Monster Hunter thing, right? From the mm-hmm. drink. Yeah. So, yeah, our our plan for this week is we're going to talk about our impressions of Super Mario 3D All-Stars and of course all of the directs. There are like three directs like within between the two episode two episodes. So, we'll get into that for sure, but start off as we normally do, we're going to talk about some of the games that we've been playing that aren't the Super Mario 3D All-Stars games. So, David, why don't you start with what you've been playing? Yeah, uh, so I've been playing uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on my Switch. Uh, after seeing Age of Calamity get announced, I started getting like an itch to play that again. So mm-hmm. I decided to uh, pick that up full price, mind you, on the eShop Ooh. about like a week and a <laughs> half ago. Uh, but then, literally like two days ago, I saw a Twitter post that were like, oh yeah, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition is like 45 at Best Buy digitally. Mm. And I was like, well, that sounds about right. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I've been playing that a lot. Uh, the game is just as fun as I remember it being, but also uh, I forgot how overwhelming the Warriors-style gameplay can be uh, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, just there's so much going on on screen, you have to track so many things, but I'm looking forward to seeing how they translate that to Age of Calamity later on. But mm-hmm. there's also so much content in that game, too. Like, I, oh, I'm yeah. doing the base story right now, but then there's, like, the adventure mode and the challenges and stuff like that. There's, like almost a hundred hours of content in there and so many characters too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot Uh, also uh, I was going to say, I was just looking at prices for the fun of it and the Wii, like the standard Wii U one is like dirt cheap. Like you can buy that for like less than 10 bucks. Yeah. You you have to, I mean, you have to buy the season pass on top of it to get all the extra guys. But even if that's like 20 bucks, you're still getting it for less than like $30. So it's not that bad for anybody who wants to go back to the older system and play it. I I played this. Totally worth the price. Yeah. I played the shit out of that game when it came out on Wii U just because I didn't really have a whole lot of other things to play on Wii U. And it was fun. I had a good time with it. I, I went for the season pass because I was like, I want to play as all the characters. So I think I spent like an extra whatever, 10, 15, whatever it was for that. I don't remember the exact price, but it's good. I, I think it's a good game. I, I'm excited to see 
or I don't know, kind of cautiously, cautiously optimistic, I guess, to see what's going to happen with the new one. I want to see how close they're actually going to make it to Breath of the Wild. Cause yeah, if, if they're going to put some like climbing and some floating around in there, then I'm into that. But if, but if all probably the, gonna, yeah, yeah it's probably just going to be just pure, maybe just pure warriors gameplay. Mm-hmm. But also like the main thing with that is all the story and like dialogue they can have mid battle and what cut scenes. Mm-hmm. And like all the extra lore they can and world building they can have in the uh, in that game versus what they did with Breath of the Wild, like we can actually get more emotionally attached to the champions before we they inevitably die. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, we're gonna see them all perish in front of us mm-hmm. in this game is what it seems like. But yeah, Pretty no, I, I'm I'm really interested. I, I I would like it to like them to bring a little bit more, little bit more of the gameplay style from yeah. Breath of the Wild in there. But yeah, I I, I would think that maybe it would be still straight up warriors gameplay it'd be great if they would do both where you can still mm. there's still a huge like explorative uh part to it and like the and the combat that would be awesome but that's yeah. what i'm really hoping for i just i don't think that they would just make the visuals look exactly like the canon zelda games yeah. without without also adjusting the gameplay to make it more like zelda mm-hmm. yeah that's and what also- i'm really hoping also, what I'm wondering about is if uh, that game's going to have multiplayer, because also me and my roommate and my uh, girlfriend have been playing High Warriors uh, co-op also, because mm-hmm. like the whole story mode's available co-op, and then the uh, challenges and adventure mode is available co-op, and there's so many characters to choose from in that game, too, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's a really good couch co-op game to play through. A lot of people have been saying that they don't want to even pick it up because they don't want to double dip on Hyrule Warriors before getting Age of Calamity, and I'm like, it's a totally separate game, mm-hmm. and it's totally worth the price, too. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing that. Yeah, I would think that anybody who wants, who's like excited about the game and maybe wants to play, see what the other one was like, you know, I mean, go for mm-hmm. it. I, I mean, hopefully they're different enough. I mean, the, the art style and the story is definitely way, way different, but. 100%, yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. And there's a lot of, if you ever wanted to like beat up like hundreds of guys with Tingle, you can, you can do it in that <laughs> game. So, game, yeah, yeah <laughs> there's, so some of the characters are great. And like Young Link is in there and he turns into Ani Link is like, one of his big moves, so it's it's cool. It's it's super. It's like super like nerd, you know, nerd fiction stuff for yeah. for Zelda fans. So I like that, like how you know the little details and like you can fight as like Mid Midna's final form and like all this mm-hmm. other shit. Like the super nerd Legend of Zelda characters. So it's cool. Yeah, I've been uh, playing that, and also I got a uh, recently got a code for uh, Unrailed, which is a game oh, cool. that had a demo that got dropped in like an Indie World Direct. Uh, mm-hmm. not too long ago and that game is basically uh it can be couch co-op it's really good for couch co-op and you're uh basically laying out tracks for a train that just keeps going mm-hmm. through like multiple biomes and it's just like it can either be like level based or it can be just unlimited and uh, you're working together with your friends to uh cut down trees to get wood break rocks to get ore uh manage like dumping water on the coolant on the train so it doesn't overheat and uh, just balancing all this stuff while at the same time navigating a train through like mountains and um, like rivers and stuff like that to get it to the next station. And then you can keep getting upgrades to the train as you go. And it's uh, it's kind of like the it kind of has a vibe of like overcooked light games where it's just um, frantic service based games where you're all just working towards a common goal. But then it's like there's so much happening at once. It just gets really frantic. But um, it's really good. I'm having a good time with it. So. Uh, that game actually drops tomorrow of this recording on the twenty fourth. Yeah, it's so gonna, yeah, it's coming out one. this coming out this week. I I, mm-hmm. I have the demo, but I haven't tried it yet because it was yeah, that's uh, really good. Yeah. Even like when you're playing single player, uh, you can control a a CPU or like a 
you can give commands to like this robot character mm. and they're um and you can like tell them to cut down trees and if there's any trees in the area that it can get to it'll do that or if you have rocks nearby it can cut it'll do that and it's really good at like just managing individual tasks while you're also just doing what you need to do so it's even good when you're playing uh pretty manageable when you're playing single player as well so Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I was wondering how how well it would work for single player stuff. Does it have like a story to it, or is it just you know? No, no, it's just train, get it to the station, yeah. and okay. then yeah, <laughs> cool. It's just, it's just like one area to the next area, pretty much. But mm-hmm. so I think the fun is the co op, right? It's like to putting everything together. Yeah, and then there's also friends. like night cycles, so it gets really dark sometimes, and then also there's fog and different weather uh, effects that can happen as well. Mm. So, is, mm-hmm. is there co-op online or is it all local? Uh, I th- I want to say it's online, but I believe it's only local. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I've I've uh, I've seen it, seen it, and heard people talk about it, and I was like, hmm, looks interesting. It would. I think a big thing for me would be whether it had online co-op or not on there. Yeah. But and then uh, let's see. Next one up is uh, Spellbreak. That one recently got fully released on the Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. and other systems too. It's crossplay. Yeah. And. Uh, <clears throat> that's basically like the like some people have called it like the Avatar the Last Airbender Battle Royale. Some people mm. call it the Harry Potter Battle Royale. Um it's, so it's, it's basically yeah. you're playing as a, a wizard and you can choose different primary gauntlets that will uh, work with different elements. So you have mm. like lightning, fire, wind, uh ice, and uh acid. And they all have different perks for you in battle. So like if you're an ice mage, you have like an ice arrow. So you're very much like sniper class. And then you can also, when you shoot your ice arrow, it makes a path of ice that you and your, uh, your partners can skate on. Yeah. Everybody can, yeah, everybody can skate on that. It's really cool. I actually, I I like that game a lot. I was playing it. I was playing it last week a lot. Uh, I actually won like three of the, uh, just regular all out battles, which is cool because I never won anything. And playing a, that game solo is pretty so, manageable. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's great. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's I, I thought I thought of it kind of like as a Fortnite with uh, with powers and you can fly and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's yeah, no building. Yeah. Best part. Yeah, no building. <laughs> yeah, I was happy about that too. Yeah. And then um, also you can combine certain magical abilities too. So like if you have wind, you can make like a tornado, and then if you spit a fireball at it, um, it'll become like a fire tornado or lightning. Mm-hmm. It'll become like a storm, and it pulls people in, and then it'll like electrocute them or set them on fire. And then, uh, or like if you use like acid, you get like this, uh, smoke bomb. And then if you hit it with fire, then it just explodes and also gives people burn and acid effects too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's really, uh, really cool. I like how that one's working out so far. Have, have you been doing all right on the, on the online battles? I've been doing pretty decent when it comes to, um, like solo play. When it comes to adding like an extra person on your team, getting into encounters is really hectic because then that's, it's like if, if someone sees you before you see them, it's like all of a sudden a fireball comes hurling at you and then you don't know how to react to that. And mm. then you have to like figure out where they are. And then it's just all long range, just trying to mm-hmm. get your hits. Cause you also have a mana gauge yeah. and depending on uh, what drops you find in the match, that depends on how much mana you have. So you could actually end up having like less mana than the person that you're fighting. And then you have less um, abilities to work with than they do. And then it's also depending on what, abilities they have that can like give you status afflictions so like if someone has fire they can burn you or stun you or um other stuff like that so it gets really hectic but solo seems to be more like the most manageable out of all of them i like playing that one solo the most to be honest yeah it's it's a lot of fun i yeah i felt like it was like i said like you were saying as well like it's like Fortnite, but they fixed a lot of the stuff 
Mm-hmm. Like like you have like you start off with a weapon, like that's really cool. So if you land in a place with other people, you can automatically fight people. I like how you collect stuff that'll upgrade you. Like you can like upgrade your how how fast you run and like your and like your armor and stuff like this. That so you can collect stuff as you go, and also like at the map at the beginning where you try to choose like where you're going to drop into oh, portals and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it'll actually tell you like whether people have gone there or not, so you can find one where there's nobody at and pick that one. I like mm-hmm. that it actually has different colors indicating like whether people are going there or not, so that really helps. So it it oh, and I, also you can yeah. uh, you can also find all the different perks and stuff too. Like you can get uh, these runes. What they call them, which are basically just extra abilities you can get. You yeah. can have one on you, mm-hmm. uh, so you can get like flight or invisibility or um, like a feather fall ability where you like jump up really high in the air and you can float down and then you have like aerial advantage on people mm-hmm. and uh, or like this wolf howl where you can ping enemies that are nearby you. Yeah, that one's really uh, cool. But yeah, really, uh, really cool ways people are like combining those abilities plus the spells that they get to. Mm. Yeah, and there's one that like where you can fly forward really fast, so it'll help you like catch up with the storm cloud. Yeah, like when like when it's uh, when it's closing in and all that. So that was really cool. And you know, the more when you get like a higher mana thing, you can do it for longer because you'll you know your gauge will get bigger and all that. So mm-hmm. so there's a lot of stuff to do in that game, and it's I think it's cool and it's totally free. Like I recommend it to everyone. To yeah, what's well, Outbreak it out. and uh, Fortnite and then Rocket League recently went free. I think today, mm-hmm. and then Apex Legends is going to be free. Uh, and coming to Switch before the end of the year. There's like a lot of free to play games on Switch now. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So you can just buy a Switch base and not even have any games and to that... play except the <laughs> battle royales and stuff. Yeah, if you're if you're a kid and you just want to play that mm-hmm. on the go or well on yeah. the go, but somewhere with with uh, Wi-Fi, obviously. Yeah. But you know you could do that. Like if you know you just get one and then you don't. As long as mm-hmm. you don't get any V bucks or whatever from Fortnite, you can just do it for free. You know. And then uh, the last game I'm going to talk about before uh, we get to the obvious one is I've been playing uh, regular Super Mario All-Stars on the SNES uh, Classic on uh, Nintendo Switch Online. So at one of the Nintendo Directs, so the Mario 35 Direct, they said, oh, yeah, we're going to just put Super Mario All-Stars on the online app. And I was like, that sounds that sounds about right. So I started playing through Super Mario Brothers 3. And I'm trying to actually just beat it straight through without using any warp whistles because I always warp whistle. Mm. So I'm trying to uh, do that. And those games are still hard. Still yeah. hard. But you got the so, re- rewind button, man. The, the rewind. Yeah, yeah. Save and safe you. states. Yeah. And safe yeah. states. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the rewind so much. It, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but it really kills mm-hmm. me that it really kills me that Nintendo didn't like, didn't give us a fucking rewind for for the Super Mario 3D All-Stars, mm-hmm. especially for Sunshine, because there's like so many, so much dumb shit <laughs> you do. And it just penalizes you so badly for doing it. And oh yeah, it, it would have been so much more fun to play if we'd get a fucking re- rewind button. It's like, come on, guys, you do it for like every fucking Super Nintendo game. It can't be that hard. Like every every game on the NES and SNES has that. So mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah, no, Mario Three is great. Uh, my my wife and I we played we played through that uh, co op. So we we did. It was just like we didn't oh, like the tag off thing. Uh yeah, well we did we played it like old school, you know, like she was Luigi, I was Mario, and we just played through the whole thing, no warps, and of course, you know, we use the rebound rewind button because it's yeah. there and it makes everything a lot like a lot lot less stressful and makes everything more relaxing, you know. So we, we were doing that and we played through it in a couple of days. Like I was it was just like one of the things where I was like, All right, today we're just gonna play Mario three all day long until we get tired of it and then we we played it for a while, we got to like the seventh or eighth eighth level and we took a break and then we just played it the next day and just Went through it. Went through it the whole way. It was a lot of fun. 
So yeah, uh, Super Mario World is on Superstars, uh, Superstar, right? Or All Stars, right? Uh, some of them were. It was actually like yeah. a there were there were versions that had that, and I actually had that version, and I sold it because I was out of money, and it just kills me. So that the I sold so that. the original version only had one, two, and three. It didn't have all stars. And the lost levels. And lost levels. And lost levels. And and two, yeah. And and the Japanese Mario. Oh, okay. Okay. But, but, uh, Super Mario World was in, was on some of the copy. Well, some of the cartridges had that later, I think. They put them together. Mm -hmm. But, but you, Super Mario World is on, is on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. I was about to say already. So it's there. It was on All Stars. Yeah. It would be weird if it was like double dipped on there and it just packaged it with All Mm -hmm. Stars. But yeah. Yeah. But but no, we have it. We have it. It's it's available same as uh, Yoshi's Island. It's it's all on there. So if anybody wants to get full two D Mario, you can, which is great. And uh, we were um, we were playing uh, we were playing um, the Super Nintendo today because you know Donkey Kong Country two just dropped, and and my wife and all I right. were just playing it right before we recorded this. And I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, man, this this Super Nintendo thing on Switch is awesome. Like I was, I was like, this is so cool that like you just get. Mm-hmm. You pay twenty dollars a year, and you just get all these, and you just get these games, and I haven't taken any of them away, so they're still there, and I just think that's great. It's like I've bought, I've bought the Donkey Kong Country games like so many different times through Virtual Console and all that, and it's nice to just, just like, them. just be like here. I know I'm playing low flat rate. Yep. I, I know I'm paying a yearly thing, but twenty bucks a year. I mean, it is nothing. That's you nothing. Forget yeah. about Solid, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like but, I literally forgot about it. Like I said last week, <laughs> yeah. what was this charge on my account? Oh wait, yeah, I have to pay for this thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I forgot. Bucks. Yeah, I forgot about it too because I had I like how when, auto yeah, renew. I like, I like how when Nintendo said, "Hey, we're going to give you Mario All Stars," that you actually got it after they said that you were going to get something. Oh, what the uh, on the Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, like that's a nice reward. Nintendo promised things and it, delivers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know how much they promised on the 3D All Stars, but you know we'll we'll get we'll get to that. But that's that's what you've been playing for the week. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Other than All Stars, uh, okay. we'll get to that. Cool. Well, uh, I'll continue on with that because I've been playing a lot of the Super Nintendo stuff as well on the Switch. Uh, like I said, Donkey Kong Country Two Diddy's Conquest is now on there, which is awesome. It dropped at like two in the morning or something. It was up last night, so I messed around with some of it. Um, I, I messed around with the other stuff as well. I played, uh, was it Super Mario Picross is on there, which is a Japanese import. It never came out here. So most of the game is in Japanese, but if you know how to play Picross, you can easily figure out the game. And it's, uh, it's cool. And when, and you, ba- you're actually, the, what I played, I played like the first few opening levels for it, but the images that you make are actually, uh, they're Japanese hiragana, uh, oh. symbols. So it's kind of cool if you're like into trying to learn that stuff. That's what it's doing at the beginning. I'm sure it gets to bigger pictures later down the road, but in the first like level of stages, they're all uh they're all Hiragana. So I think it's so Hiragana or Katakana, uh, but yeah. I never like owned a Picross game before. So seeing oh, no? that that got dropped on the SNES uh was like a pleasant surprise. But also the fact that it was in Japanese, I was like, Oh, but then Nintendo actually right after revealing that mm-hmm. dropped like a how to play super Mario Picross video on the channel. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Yeah. And it was just like navigating people through the menus on like how to play oh, cool. the game yeah. and stuff like that. So I was like, Oh, that's helpful. That's cool. you, so you, I'm going to probably go in and check it out sometime. You can also download a demo of uh was it Picross five or one, one of the, it's one of the newer ones for switch. Oh, you can okay. get a demo of that. that. Might help, actually give that, get a demo of that as well and figure it out. But it's, it's like Tetris, you know, once you figure it out, Every game is pretty much the same. So it's, it's, it's all, it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like Sudoku, I guess. It's like a mind puzzle like that. There's, I was thinking it was like yeah. Minesweeper just by looking yeah, at it. Yeah, it's a little bit like yeah, Minesweeper. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Sudoku. Okay. That'd be a good way to kind of 
explain it. Yeah, I, I like it once you get get into it. But it's nice to have another like free have a free Picross thing on there. Like I got mm-hmm. was that I, I got the Zelda Picross for 3ds through Club Nintendo like with enough mm-hmm. points, and there was a there was a Pokemon one as well that I think was free to play on the yeah, 3ds also. Yeah, so I had a uh, the 3D Picross on DS. That one's pretty good. Yeah, I, I also got the original. I got the Game Boy, like the straight up regular Game Boy Mario Picross. That was another Nintendo Club thing that I got with points for free. So oh, I, yeah. I played a lot of that with like the original black and white Game Boy. So yeah, it's, they're, they're fun. It's, yeah, it's like, I don't know. My, my wife cross stitches a lot and it kind of reminds me of cross stitching. It's kind of a similar thing, except you have to find where this cross stitches go, you know, instead of having a map of where they are, you have to figure it out from like subtle clues. And it works the same way in Sudoku where like all of the different, um, all the different rows, they all kind of interact with each other. Like you have to look at the top one and the side one to figure out where they're going to meet. And that's how you kind of put the pieces together to figure out where you're going to, where you're going to mark the, uh, mark the tiles and all that stuff. But it's, it's a real, it's a real fun, like relaxing game. And I'm glad to have another version on there. And it's always cool to see, uh, import games on, especially on the Super Nintendo app because, uh, yeah, it's like you don't have to pay for it. You can just try it out for free. And I like that. It'd be really cool if when Nintendo eventually, hopefully, gets into like further generations like n64 or gamecube or we maybe on the virtual console or even just on the eShop, mm-hmm. since they're like dipping their toes into japanese imports via this hopefully we get like games like captain rainbow for the wii on like yeah i'd love to finally get captain like rainbow yeah. any other weird japanese imports they never gave us yeah tingles or the tingles rupee land i guess that yeah would be that'd be but... clean yeah yeah, yeah Remember, we all got so excited when uh sin and punishment the original N64 one appeared on the oh, Wii yeah. shop. We were like, yes, the floodgates are open. All the Japanese games are coming. And then it just kind of didn't happen anymore. Well, I mean, that, yeah, it, it depends. I mean, because you might have to, it's, I don't know. It's it's all like licensing and all that. It gets it gets kind of murky, you know, depending on Picross the is the, thir- the third one we've gotten on the SNES Classic, though, or the SNES Online. Is it the we had Puyo at the beginning? Oh, import. Then, yeah, yeah. And then we got that uh, that one game. Panel de Pond. Panel de Pond. Yeah, yeah. Which that was awesome because I guess there's speaking of licensing, I guess there's some sort of weird thing with them releasing Tetris Attack, I guess, because but they have Tetris ninety nine. I don't know. The whole Tetris license is its own like complicated web of like who owns mm-hmm. what part of it or whatever. But yeah, no, it's, it's cool. It's like te- Tetris and Pokemon are like the two games that in and of themselves are a company. Mm-hmm. Oh sure. Yeah. The guy who invented Tetris didn't own any of it until yeah. <laughs> the time in the nineties. Yeah, we did a we did a Patreon episode about that. Anybody who's listening, drop us a dollar and listen to that. I thought it was good. Did a whole episode about Tetris and the whole thing with the creator and like all the different people trying to own it and take it from him and all that stuff. But yeah, it's nice to have a Picross game on there. Um, I, I couldn't find any sort of multiplayer. It's all single player, but still, you know, it's cool. I like having stuff like this that I've never seen before. So and it has a nice like Mario theme to it. Like it has the you can see like the hills in the background that look like Super Mario World and stuff like that, and, and the music's pretty good. So. You know. Uh, also, uh, Peacekeepers came out. It's another beat 'em up game, which is on the Super Nintendo app. I played around with that for a while. That's it, that game is weird because there's there's music like when you're picking like when you when on like on the title screen and when you pick your characters when there's like a continue screen, but there's no music in the actual game. <laughs> like it's just sound effects. So it's really strange. It's like like I real thought, life, you know, when you're out there beating up thugs, there's no music. It, yeah, you're beating it, people up. I want you to simulate real life street fighting where you wear headphones while you do it. <laughs> and have yeah. your own soundtrack blaring on your uh, disc man. I mean, that's what I thought of when I was playing, and I was like, "Oh, this would be a good like podcast game, I guess, because I could just listen to a podcast and play it, and not really care about the music." But yeah, it's weird. There's no music in the actual uh, 
actual levels of it, but it's yeah, it's it's a very much uh you know your run of the mill uh fighting game. Uh, I I couldn't figure out how to use. Apparently, you have like a bomb thing that you can use, but I couldn't figure out how to do that. So somebody needs to release a video on how to play uh, peacekeepers. But no, it's cool. There's like four or five different characters in there. I noticed that there's a four player versus mode that was in the original cartridge. So I haven't tried uh, hooking up four controllers at once. I'm pretty sure it's not online because you can only do two players online. But I mean, that's pretty cool that if it used the uh, original four player adapter, you know, for the controllers and all that, it's always cool because it's easier on this side to do it with multiple, multiple controllers. So that's cool. It's like, has like a fighting game of sorts with a uh, four players. So there you go. But once again, it's free and it's worth playing. But yeah, and it was it was cool. I, I played like through the first couple levels just to get an idea of it to talk about it on here. Um, what else? Uh, Scat also came out as well. Yeah, just look up scat.com. dot <laughs> 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 do that. <laughs> that sounds that sounds scary. Uh, special cybernetic <laughs> attack team is what Scat is, and Scat is basically a shoot 'em up if you were the character from Contra and you're floating through the sky. That's what that's what I gathered from it, because you're like you're like a guy with a gun and you're just like floating around and shooting people instead of like walking. And there's two these two little orbs that like float around you and they shoot as well. And you can move them from like the forward to the back, and it'll switch like shoot in front of you or behind you. And that's basically what it is. It's like it looks a lot of the enemies look like they jumped right off of a Gradius game, and they're just in the game now. So uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I recognize some of the little uh, little shooting guys around the ground look like they're from Gradius one. Was like, it a little bit like R type then? Because that's kind of like how what R type has. Yeah, I mean, guys follow you around and you sure. Them. Well, I mean, Gradius, Gradius does too, but um, yeah, it's it. But these ones you start with, like, you, you don't have to unlock them, but you can get things that change your weapons and all that stuff. So yeah, it's a shoot 'em up, but it's another free thing for the app. So that's cool. Um, I uh, so I'm I've been trying really hard. Uh, hopefully, I'll do it in the next week. But I'm getting close to beating Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I'm on the seventh. I'll get back to that game. <laughs> I'm on the seventeenth chapter, and that's uh, according to a guy that I looked at. That's the last chapter, but there's also a final showdown after that. So, I'm and the- then also the uh, epilogue game that you got to play through. Yeah, and the, and the future, the future perfect or whatever it's called. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm planning on playing that after. I know it's like twenty hours, so that's a whole another twenty hours on there. But I'm at like ninety hours of Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, and it's become like my my relax like. Uh, uh, mental health game like i'd like throw in a podcast and just walk around and do and do submissions and it's great it's a lot of fun i really like that game a lot it makes me want to it, it actually made me want to go back and try xenoblade chronicles x again i know i've sworn off not trying that but i think i'm gonna whenever i get a chance to i want to boot up my wii u again and see if i can figure out a way to remedy that that whole very like, brave that mark on myself of never being able to beat Xenoblade you know, Chronicles X. It haunts me. It haunts me forever. I want to get me rid too. of get, get rid of it. So I'm having so much fun with Definitive Edition that I want to play. I want to try to play all the Xenoblades. Even I might even buy fucking Torna or whatever. I'm that I'm that crazy about it. So and I really want to try to like two again. But I think what I want to do is I'll go from like one whenever I'm done with Definitive Edition, I'll go to X. Because one wow. and X are so similar in their uh, in their battle style that it wouldn't be that hard to switch from one or the other. But two is this whole other beast. So I want to get rid of the stuff that's like, that's like Xeno one and X first. And then I'll think about trying to do two again, you know, and all that. So that's my plan. But uh, yeah, Xenoblade's great. Uh, I, I remember you, last time you were on the show, David, you were saying that you got stuck on it. Like, wasn't, was it in the high Entia part? Was was that where you were in the Aeris Sea? Or do you remember how far you got? Uh, it was, what part was it? It was around the part where you first meet up with, 
the the, the princess girl. Okay, yeah, because I think I got to the part that you said that you got stuck on. Yeah. Now, now, did you do any of the submissions, or were you just doing the main the main stuff? I haven't touched that game since, dog. I'm not even gonna lie to you. No, I've I mean, not when, touched that game since. But when you got stuck, <clears throat> when you got stuck there, had you been doing much of the side missions? Uh, I started going back and like going. I started going back and doing side missions, so okay. like grind extra XP and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, because I f- I felt like that if I didn't do if I didn't do all the submissions then it was kind of like a detriment to me in the mm-hmm. game. So I did all of them because they give you, it's actually the easiest way to gain levels to like grind is to do the submissions. So I've mm-hmm. done, I've done like every single submission that I've gotten, except for as of where I'm at, where I'm at the, in the game right now, some of the submissions are way, way above my, my level that I'm at. Like some of those guys are like in the, in the nineties and I'm like at 79, I think level 79. So, so I have to grind for a minute to get there, but I'll say it, if you ever go back to it, you do those subquests because they'll they'll really mm-hmm. help you a lot in, in the experience points because you get you get so much from them. So that's kind of I was just doing all the submissions and I like how they show you show them to you on the map now. So you oh yeah, I heard it like yeah. in the original game that was a pain to find those missions. Yeah, no, well they don't. They would I think they would show you how to get the mission, but if it says like go kill like five rock crabbles or whatever, it doesn't. Oh, mark, it doesn't show you where yeah, they are. <laughs> it doesn't mark them on the map, so you have to go figure out what a fucking yeah. rock crabble is and then go destroy five of them or whatever, where this one will actually like put an exclamation mark on the map. So you just go and kill that exclamation mark and you're good. Like that's what I like about it so much. And I think it's made the game so much more fun to play, but yeah, no, it's still, I still highly recommend it. I'm hoping to maybe finish it. Hopefully I thought maybe I could finish it this week, but it it just kept going. So it didn't. And, and then I got, and then they gave me like 20 other submissions and I was like, well, damn, I got to get these now. So I've been, Trying to do that, but it's still cool. There's a lot of, uh, there, there's like some Chrono Trigger similarities in there that I've noticed. I don't want to give too much away, but there's some stuff in the story that's similar to Chrono Trigger. And also I realized, uh, the same as Chrono Trigger, it's completely seamless. Like there's no battle, there's no battle stage. Like everything is the same. Like when you fight somebody, you just come up to them and a menu pops mm-hmm. up and then you're fighting the character. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't cut to a different thing. So the whole game is completely seamless aside from like the cutscenes, which there are fairly, fairly long cutscenes in there. But yeah, it's very comparable to Chrono Trigger, Chrono Trigger in that fact. And there's also some events that happen in the game that happen in Chrono Trigger as well. So it was reminding me of that. But no, it's great. It's still a lot of fun. I, I got Super Punch Patrol. That is that new game by the guy who did uh, Gunman Clive. Gunman Clive, yeah. And uh, Extermination. And Extermination Force. Yeah, it's really it's cheap. It's like four ninety nine. It feels a lot like Final Fight, like the Final Fight games. So, uh, and there's even characters like there's definitely a Hagar in there. It looks a little bit different, but he's supposed to be Hagar. You know, he's like a, he's like the mayor or whatever. And then there's like the guy character, and then there's another character. And it feels very much like Final Fight, but the animation is, in, is great on it. It looks like it's all drawn with a pencil. Like everything looks and smooth and plays really smoothly. Um, I th- I thought it was kind of hard though. I could only get so far before I kept running out of lives, and and there's like a limited amount of continues and stuff like that. So you do have to kind of like play it for a while, but. For five bucks, it's totally worth it. Like, I think it's great. Like, another good, uh, beat em up on the Switch there, which is cool. And, uh, yeah, the graphics look great. The animation looks great. So I made sure to play. How are the controls? It. Uh, it plays, it plays great. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it plays like exactly like it doesn't have, it, it doesn't have like super moves on there. Like, like, the, the, I mean, it plays kind of like Streets of Rage one would. 
like that, where you have like your punch, your jump, and your super move. Well, and your like move that you do that, that loses some of your life, but it'll get rid of everybody, like that type of thing. But all the characters can run. That's good. Everybody can move way faster. So you have like slide moves and stuff that you can do with that. And of course you can grapple people and throw them and all that stuff. And there's a skateboard level where you get on a skateboard and it's like scrolling and you're moving around and hitting guys like reminiscence of the turtles games. So there's, you know, they're, they're, they're pulling from a lot of stuff in there and it's a, yeah. And it's, it's a great price, super budget price, but it still feels like, you know, it, it doesn't feel like they give you any less of value for, for that price tag. So I think it's cool. I made sure and played some of it before Super Mario 3D All Stars came out, so I didn't. So I didn't forget about it. Is there multiplayer online? Uh, that I don't know. I I have to double check on that. I'm guess if I was going to bet on it, I'd say probably no. But I have to double check. If you look, you know, if you look on the eShop, it'll tell you whether it is or isn't. But it's a good, yeah, it's a good game. Music's music's thumping. It's it's in there. There's there's no like it's not like Peace Patrol or anything like that. So that's music. And, uh, yeah, I said, uh, Jess and I, we were playing Donkey Kong Country 2 today. Uh, we got all the way past Target Terror. So that's about where we are, where we are at in the area with the, with the arcade, with the Killer Instinct arcade and all that stuff. We're, is we're, Donkey Kong we're Country on... 2 just as hard as the first one? Hmm. Or is it? Uh, would you say it's harder or easier? I think it's harder. Yeah. Oh my. Well, Donkey Kong Country 2 is the only one that I beat all the way through though when I was in high school. I got like 102%, but I never got the 100% on Donkey Kong Country 1. So I think that's debatable. I think 1 could be harder in some areas. I don't know. But Donkey Kong Country 2 is my personal favorite of all three of them. I think it's really good. I think it's a lot harder. I think the levels are harder because there's a lot more gimmicky stuff in them. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. There's just a a lot more to do. But the bosses are a lot harder. Yeah, that's true. the bosses in Donkey Kong Country kind of seem like an afterthought. I mean, King K. Rool is pretty cool, but like you just like re- reuse some of the bosses. Like, yeah, they do with like a shamelessly yeah, and with a different skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but, the bosses are way cooler in two and harder. Yeah. And it's and, and the the rewind button really helps a lot on that one because Jess and I we've been playing it we've been playing it a lot during the quarantine. And, you know, we remember, like, stuff that was really, really hard. And it's nice to just be like, rewind, try it again, rewind, try it again, and then you're done. You know, because there was that that fucking snake guy. I hate that fucking snake guy, Ratley or whatever his name uh-huh. is. He's, He's so, like, awful to control. And I was on that level where you're just the snake and it's all green. And there's this part where you have to jump really high and you have to hit the hit the barrel and land on the pirate guy. And I remember fucking that up, like, over and over and over again last time we were playing on Wii U. But there's no, like, save states or... Or like rewind or anything like that. So we would just go through it over and over again until we got it, and it's just so it's just so much nicer to have the rewind there because you can. Yeah, just, I've never you played through uh, two before, but that'll be a nice rage game to play one day on stream. So yeah, no, you should play it. It's good. I, I like it's it a lot. Prob- I think it's the best of the three. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and the soundtrack is wonderful. It's still like mm-hmm. one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. So the music is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use some. I use some of those tracks in in our wedding. It was our wedding. Like had had a, had a couple mentions of Donkey Kong Country two in it. So, oh nice. So I I it was um I know I used I used a Bramble Blast like in the pre, in like the the pre wedding part where I put together a little playlist of video game music and Bramble Blast was in there because that was like one of my very first like game video game songs that I heard that I was like oh my god this is That's really this song. is really good like mm-hmm. I really really like this song and it's great because the level is so awful <laughs> it's like right in the middle of this <laughs> it's in this level where you're like. You know, you're shooting from barrel to barrel, and there's like spikes everywhere. You're like stuck in this, like, you know, this this uh, bramble area with a with spikes and uh, thorns. You know, th- you're in a thorn bush. 
mm-hmm. it's really easy for you to die. Like it's really easy for you to offshoot. So, but it has this like really nice, like calming, you know, n- beautiful music playing to make you like not want to pull all your hair out while you're playing this game. So I'd say vibe wise, it's similar to the aquatic theme and the first Donkey Kong Country. It um, is, yeah, but it's I- kind of like ambient and nice and. Mm-hmm. But I like how they, yeah, they they knew the they knew the level was going to be really hard, so they put this like real relaxing song in there to try to make you try to keep you from breaking your controllers and all that stuff. So I thought it was a nice, it's a nice mix. Where like the aquatic one and the first one, you know, the aquatic levels are kind of are not. I felt like they were easier than most of the levels, so they weren't as hard. But these levels that are definitely harder than some of the other ones, but it's supposed to keep you calm through all of it, you know. And I think it works fairly well. But yeah, no, it's definitely one you should check out. It's super cool. And, uh, there's, I think that's it. Oh yeah. Uh, we were talking about last week about doing our ring fit workouts and all that. We were trying to like hold each other accountable to like doing ring fit and all that. And I haven't done it in a while. And I did, I like went into like, try to do like a full blown, like 20 minute workout Mm -hmm. and I just ended up hurting myself. So I kind of, uh, I, I actually didn't do any of this, any of the story mode. I just put together a workout of of stuff. That I want to do. I don't remember how far I was. I played a lot of it when it came out. I think I'm past level 100. But I, I know uh, I know I have your – I've seen your scores on there because we're friends on Switch and it'll show mm-hmm. me. It's like you and Janet. I would watch both of you guys' uh, scores for the mini games and stuff like that. But, uh, but no, I, I wanted to just like put together just like a, a simple workout, like a 20-minute thing or something like that. So I just threw together a bunch of – you know, because you can make your own custom ones. And, uh, and I tried doing that and I, I ended up like – hurting my knee from doing squats. So I kind of, it seems to happen yeah. to a lot of people that I know yeah. that play that like the squats end up doing in everybody. The squats are awful, but my, my <laughs> knee already like kind of hurts, but I guess because I hadn't worked out in a while, my knees like swole, like both of them did. And mm-hmm. this is the one that hurt. Like it's was, it's swole and it was hurting. So it made it hurt really badly. So it's, it's kind of hard for me to bend it. It's a little bit, it's a little bit better today than it was yesterday, but I'm basically, I'm going to stick to doing just arm workouts for the rest of the week just to just to try to like feel better and then maybe I'll try doing it more subtle next week but I didn't realize that there's like there's like no breaks if you put together your own like er Mm -hmm. workout thing there's no breaks in between anything like Mm -hmm. they don't even really give you enough time to like get in position like if you're going from like doing squats or like doing like push-ups or sit-ups to like a different thing they barely even give you enough time to like stand up and it's already in the next thing so I didn't realize like how I was like, oh yeah, no, I can do a twenty-minute thing. I, I, I made it. It sounded. I guess it sounded in my head like an aerobics thing, or like a, you know, more more something like that. You didn't like, know it was twenty minutes straight. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I thought it was like you know, like riding a bike for twenty minutes. You know, I used to do the elliptical for forty minutes and all that, and and then I didn't realize that after like three minutes of this, I was already dead from just trying to do like just ab workouts, like uh, like mm-hmm. leg raises and stuff like that. I look because I just started my stopwatch to see like to see how. Um, to see like how far, how long it would take me to go through the whole thing. And, uh, and I look, I was like, it must've been 10 minutes already. And I look at it and it's like three minutes and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, Oh my God, this is already destroying me. So I'm going to have to like rework some of my stuff and try that. But yeah, ring fit kicked my ass. Cause I haven't done it in months. And this is the first time I tried doing it and it didn't work out well for me. So if anybody listening hasn't done it in a while and wants to get back into it, you know, take it slow. Don't try to like jump right mm-hmm. into it. Like I did. Cause you might end up uh, hurting yourself and, it's never fun. So I've been icing my knee and, and all that stuff. And I'm just going to do some of just the regular squatting arm stuff tonight for, for my workout. So that's, that's my, that's what I'm doing with that. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I've been playing. 
Also, uh, I made a purchase because uh, Ease Origin just popped up on the eShop like today. I just saw it on there on coming soon. And it's on sale for $14.99, which is great because it was on sale on PlayStation 5 or 4 for like a eight bucks so i was afraid it was going to come out for like 30 or 40 or something like that it was going to be a big difference and this was from like an e3 sale or something a while back and i was like man that's really cheap and but i'm waiting to get it on the switch because i want it on the switch and i was like i hope it's not that much more on switch but now it's i originally thought it was going to be 30 dollars, but it's actually releasing it at 19.99 so it's 20 bucks and it's on sale through september 30th right now so i so it's fourteen ninety nine. So I went ahead and just bought the game because I'm planning on getting it anyway. I I really loved Ease Eight, so I'm really excited to play another Ease thing. And I've heard Ease Origin is really cool. I know it's like an old old game from the two thousands or something like that, but I'll be I'm excited to play it. It's got like a cool mixture of uh, polygonal backgrounds and uh, sprite characters and all that stuff, and it's still like action action RPG based, like like most Ease stuff. But but I noticed something different when I bought it on the eShop is uh. Now, now because they have, you know, they added that thing to where you can uh, get your money back now on pre-orders. There's like a whole new thing now where they ask you to look at this thing that explains like how many days you can take it back before you, before you have to pay the money. And it actually doesn't automatically download it onto your system anymore. You have to wait until like that amount of days before the game launches, before it does that. It doesn't charge you until that time either. So there's all these like new rules and stuff in there for preloading, which I've never seen because I haven't preloaded anything in a while. So. So yeah, I I it's like I bought it, but they didn't charge me and they didn't put it on the system. So it's weird. It's weird to me because I've never really. Most of the time, if I get something preload, I want you to like charge it, charge me for it now, and just put it on the system, so I know that I have enough space for it and all that, and I don't have to worry about that later when it comes out. So, so yeah, but that's that's how those work now. I guess if you preload something, you have since you have time to cancel it, that's like you getting your money back because they won't charge you yet. So. It was just I thought it was an interesting thing that was added in there that I hadn't noticed yet. So, but yeah, that's my that's my stuff for this week. I'll talk about a little bit about Ring Fit first because I thought that was a good transition. You were mentioning, um, I think I'm in the same boat as you, Trey. Not that I hurt myself, but that I kind of overestimated like how long the workouts actually are because I put that together a full routine with two uh, jogging sections that are pretty long. Two of the longer jogging levels. And it still ends up only being about 12 and a half minutes, but it like, I feel very well worked out when I'm done. And I think I've got a good balance of my routine. So I think that if I do get back on it, which I I did it two weeks or two days last week and kind of fell off, but I'm going to try to get back into it. But I think I'm just going to do that routine specifically that 12 minutes and a half routine and just try to do it at least three days a week. Mm. And uh, I think that's better to be a little more realistic about what I can actually attain in this game because it's also just about having the time to do it and i want to do it before work i don't want to do it at night otherwise it'll keep me up an extra couple hours Uh because i'll be all psyched up so i gotta do it before work and that's the hardest part for me because i don't want to do anything before work sure and you probably don't want to get up extra early if you have to get up earlier correct and all that yeah I, I would always work out at night. Like I liked, I liked working out at night. When I when I went to the gym on like a regular thing, I was at a twenty four hour gym, and I would go there at two in the morning because nobody was there. That's what <laughs> that's when I would do it. It was just like me and maybe two other cab drivers in there, and and there was always people playing basketball at like three in the morning. But but it, it, for me, it was better for like my anxiety because there's not really anybody around. Like I don't feel like anybody's judging me, so I can just do my own workout routine, and there's nobody really there. So that's what I would do. So I'd work from like work out from like two to four, and then just you know stay up for another hour or something. 
I've worked out at night a few times and, and with ring fit, I guess it's not as big of a deal, but back in the day when I had a gym membership, I went at night a few times and I just remember like, it was like I drank eight glasses of coffee. I just did not want to sit down. I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to like, I just wanted to like go around and clean my house and just do a bunch of other stuff at night. And then I'd be look at the clock and it'd be like four in the morning. And I'd be like, I was trying to get to bed early tonight and that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, I didn't I used do to it. wake up early yeah. and go at like three or three thirty. I think it was because I, I worked at an apartment building, which I managed the apartment building and I lived there and everything. And like, I determined that my only time that I had any time to myself was if I woke up that early. Mm. So I did, I would wake up at three o'clock I'd leave wow. for the gym and I'd be there by like three thirty, four, And that was like, I think the best time, you know, because every machine is there for you to use and nobody's there and mm-hmm. you just do what you want. Do what you got to do. Yeah. And like the gym that I belonged to, we, there was a pool there too. And like, if you went there at like two in the morning, nobody was in the pool area. So that was cool also. And they had like a, they had a jacuzzi with like two levels with a waterfall, like going between them. And there was a wa- there was a rock wall too, but I didn't, I didn't fuck around with that. <laughs> that was, that was a bit much for me, but, but yeah, nobody, you could actually swim if you wanted to. I did it a couple of times. You could do laps and stuff. And nobody's really in there. So. Nice. Yeah. So it seems like uh, Ring Fit Adventure actually has had a resurgence of uh, being in stores recently because Nintendo uh, a couple weeks ago like reposted the overview trailer for it, mm-hmm. which I guess mm-hmm. is their indica- like their way of telling everyone they restocked Ring Fit Adventure. Mm-hmm. And also like some of the best buys around me, they uh, ended up having like a lot more in stock than usual. So a lot of my friends, uh, like in the RDW Discord server, we have like a whole chat channel specifically for people to like post their overview. Uh, caps from the end of the ring fit mm-hmm. workouts everyone always like shares those when they're done working out and like there's been like some people that have been posting those at like eight in the morning some people consistently been posting them in like in the afternoon so i'm just yeah mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people have been getting a ring fit adventure recently yeah well especially because of the quarantine and all that where a lot mm-hmm. of us still aren't working you know I've, I've actually uh are you still are you still at home or have you been have to go back to go back to work I'm still at home yeah Oh, okay. I, I basically, I ran out of uh, unemployment because the only unemployment I was getting was the unemployment bonus, which is gone mm-hmm. now. So I'm back. Jess and I are on the streets delivering food now. So that's basically what I have to do because there's no other money. So kind of, kind of sucks, but some, some people are still at home and want to get, want to get some extra exercise and all that. So yeah, I understand why it disappeared and Nintendo probably wasn't ready for that. I mean, nobody was really ready for the quarantine. So yeah, but I know like Jeremy just recently got it, you know, because it, because it just yeah, because it just became available. I know John said he it was just a few saw months it. ago. Yeah, well, I just actually checked the availability yesterday. My birthday was coming up. I was thinking of things. Mm-hmm. You know, people asked, well, "What do you want for your birthday?" I looked at it, um at Best Buy. It was available and Amazon too. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because it seems it seems to be more available now. So yeah, that's good. I think it's a it's a pretty good piece of software as well <laughs> slash hardware. I guess since it has uh-huh. the the ring with it, but. Yeah, uh, I kind of wonder, and like this is kind of related, but um, after I, I registered 3D Mario All Stars, my physical version this week, I had never done that before to get the gold coins for it, and to you have to do it for the, the missions or whatever. I was like, I haven't really tried doing this with any of my other games, which is stupid. I really should have been doing this the whole time. So I started pulling out. I pull out all my games, and I have like, I have a lot of physical games now. I have like twelve, I think. Wow. Um, so I just oh, one right. by one I start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one by one I just start putting them in, and then you like you hit the the minus button on the controller, and you go to uh, 
it says something like uh, eShop or I don't know. Register to my Nintendo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. And uh, and so I went th- went through all my games and, and I was like, you know, I'll start with Breath of the Wild. That's Nintendo. That'll work for sure. And it said uh, rewards have expired for this. I was like, what? Oh, no. Yeah. And that yeah. happened with a lot of the games. I was like, oh, damn it. But the one that the first one that worked was Ring Fit. And I'm like, well, I bought I mean, this game came out like a year ago, almost or what? And it right around a year ago now. So I'm kind of surprised this one hasn't expired. And I wonder if the reason for that being that like they're pushing it out as though it's a new game. You know, they're marketing it as though it's a new game again in a lot of ways. Maybe so. Don't feel too bad about losing out on those points, though, because you do not get as many as you would on digital. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, for digital, you get like 60 coins, and for physical, you get 12 or something Mm. like that. It's also hardly anything to claim with those coins anyway. It's like 10 cents. Pretty much like 10 cents back. Yeah, I got, I got, I think I got 60 points for Ring Fit and 60 points for, uh, all stars, and then what was the other one I had it written down? Bioshock. Yeah, no, not Bioshock. Um, oh, Witcher Three. Oh, okay. Yeah, Witcher Three gave me sixty um, points, so I was like, "Cool, that's sixty cents." <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I mean, but it's like yeah. you know, it was just sitting over there. I forgot about it. it it's like it. It, it. It varies because sometimes they have deals where mm-hmm. they'll actually give you more points, like if it's a big release. Like I remember, like for anybody, they were doing a thing where if you preloaded Mar Super. Uh, if you reloaded a, if you preloaded Luigi's Mansion three, they would they said they were offering more gold points, like you would get more for getting that. So I remember that being a thing. But I but I just bought um, you know I was saying I just bought the preload of a Ease Origin, and I got sixty points from that. Like I got sixty mm-hmm. gold points from that, and that was only fifteen dollars. So I don't know how I don't know how the system works. This is yeah. from a Nintendo. They say gold points are awarded for physical games. One percent of the Nintendo eShop price. Okay. For the digital version, yeah, yeah. Because I felt like I got a decent. I was like, oh, you gave me like sixty cents for a fifteen dollar one. I was like, oh, well, that's not that much because, because I, because I remember I bought when I bought a Streets of Rage four. I got or, or was it four? Or was it a different thing? It was it was right after you were talking about. Um, John was talking about getting a flashback, and it was ninety nine cents. And yeah, I think it was Streets of Rage four. I bought Streets of Rage four. And it gave me 99 points, so I used the 99 points to get flashback because it was automatically free. So, And if you use points, you don't have to pay taxes, so that's another cool thing. Like, if you use only gold points, they don't charge you any of the taxes. So I was able to get it, like, straight for the 99 points that I got that is true. for that. So I, I don't know. It's weird. Cause, and that was $25, and that was 99 So I was like, have I gotten more than a dollar for $60 ones in the eShop? I don't know. I should try to pay more attention. But still, I mean, you know, if you if you just buy... You know, if you buy games and just let those build up. I remember one year I had almost like $50 worth of gold coins and I used oh, and wow. I and I almost had a $60 game for free because I was buying a bunch of games. So, I mean, it was that one year where there was like five RPGs that all came out at once and I only played uh-huh. one of them. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, I played all of them, but the only one I beat was was Ease 8, but that was the best one, so it doesn't matter. But uh but yeah. So, it did I did get it up to that point, but I should try that because I was like, when you're talking, because I don't think I've registered any of my fiscal games on the Switch. Ever. Yeah, it's worth a try. I mean, so, the yeah. worst thing that happens is it'll just say, it, just say no. Yeah. yeah. So it was pretty easy, but yeah, I was I was kind of bummed that Bioshock didn't work because I paid so low for it. But uh-huh. yeah, it said the same thing about it being expired. And speaking of which, I have been playing Bioshock one and two. They're pretty fun still. I, two's, I had never played two before. I really am liking it so far. Two's good. Uh, they, yeah. They're definitely a product of their time. Like you can just kind of like, it brings me right back to like when I played 
the first Bioshock like 2008 or whenever that was, 2007, 2008. My roommate had a, a 360, I remember, and he would get all the new 360 games. So I actually got to play Bioshock when it first came out and played through it on like easy mode because I'm terrible at shooters. So I was like, well, yeah. I have this like super easy mode. This is awesome. Like, I especially liked it for that reason because I got to like experience the whole story yeah. and not be too stressed out in the process. So it lets you do that on this too. And I kind of actually, I mean, to be honest, I've got it on easy mode for both the games. I've been playing through them and uh, I'm just remembering the whole like, that sh- there's just like this whole era where super like cinematic shooters, I guess it sort of still exists, but I don't know just specifically, like it reminds me a little bit of like playing half-life or half-life two and, uh. and just how like the narrative is being created around you as you're going from room to room shooting everything. No cut scenes. It's all in the game. Yeah. 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 And um, there's some, there's definitely some stuff that you can tell, like it cuts away and it's doing like a, a, a video file, uh-huh. but it's still, I still think it was made with, in-game assets it looks like it but uh yeah the bioshock game is really fun i'd like to download the third one as well but i just i ran out of memory and for the same reason i haven't even opened up borderlands yet because it just requires such huge downloads so so i've actually been looking at memory cards this week and i'm still kind of feeling like i want to wait for another price drop because i don't want to just get a 256 you know i want to get like at least a half gig one and those are still like close to a hundred bucks. Oh really? It's almost that time of the year again. So yeah, I'm a, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. And if I find one, if it gets to like 50 or 60 bucks, you know, basically the price of a new game, if I can snag me, if I can like quadruple my memory, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Cause you have a hundred one still, right? Yeah. I still have the 128. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have it. Well, I have a 256 of my GoPro that I could like mess around with and like format and all that. And I've thought about doing that, but it's just, I've just been too lazy to actually go through and back up all the files and uh, everything to switch out the memory cards. But I mean, that is a thing I could do in the meantime as a stopgap. But I've just been deleting a lot of stuff. So yeah, the first thing I do, and stuff. yeah, the first thing I'm going to do if I get a giant memory card is just go through all the stuff I've had to delete and bring back all my favorites because uh, some of it's hurt to get rid of. But I very rarely get rid of anything that I have that I've played within the last six months and it lets you know. So if it's been over six months since I've played something, I'm like, all right, this isn't that big of a deal. Like if I decide I want to play it, I can wait however long it takes to download to play it again. Yeah. Still though, I just don't like how much has to go by the wayside every time I want to play one of these new games I bought because, you know, between the two collections, the Borderlands and the Bioshock, like it's a lot, it's a lot of memory. And Bioshock Infinite is like a huge file. And I think it's over ten gigs, and I'm just like not into it. So, so is there anything actually on the on the fucking cartridge? It's, I don't know. It's, it's, that's so dumb. Like that, that kind of supposedly you can play yeah. them, but they're really buggy. Is what I've read online. I mean, that kind of pisses me off with the physical thing. You, you know, I, I figured most of the time, if the reason for getting a physical one is because you don't have memory and you don't want to. Yeah. But I but I heard that. From what I heard, like the Bioshock one was almost as big as just downloading it yourself off the yeah. eShop. So it's kind of like, what's the point then? It's like it's almost like the physical yeah. game is just an advertisement in the space of the store. It's a key. You know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a key. Keys. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like a key. It's like oh, you what? have to. Yeah. Which I which I was kind of pissed because you know as big as the files were to install, I was like, well, hopefully you know I can just you know have a different cartridge in. And play these games because they're on the Switch now. Nope. No, you. Yeah, yeah that, so I have to have the that's cartridge annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's so annoying where it's like, oh, well, no, you have to, you still have to have the cartridge in there. So at this like, point, oh. yeah, it's essentially like one of those like USB key things that you have to have for some software. Like, that's so bizarre that they did that. That's essentially yeah, what yeah. it is. Well, they still wanted to sell it. They still want to sell a physical thing, but, but yeah, it's like, I, I, it's a lot, right? It's like 30 gigs or almost or like 20 gigs or something you still have to use to it's download it with the physical. Like that's. It just seems like I mean I understand it was on it make it was on sale like it was on sale more than it ever was in the eShop but still it's like that sucks. It does. Yeah. And I mean I'm not in a huge hurry to like delete a bunch of stuff and just to get all the games on but I'm going to at least play one BioShock for a little while and if I really want to play Infinite I'll, I'll just get rid of something else and, you know that's just how it's going to have to be but I at the moment I don't have all these games on my Switch, but I do own them. Yeah, I mean, you can always just say like you could say like you're going to beat Bioshock and then delete Bioshock and then play two, Mm. and then you can do it that way, you know, where you'll delete one and then and then get the next one. You know, yeah, I put both one and two on because I wanted to play two the most, but I wanted to kind of get reacclimated to the Bioshock lore, Mm -hmm. so I wanted the one one to be on there as well. And yeah, it just feels those games just feel ancient, really, by today's standards, even though they're pretty good looking games they just i am also playing on easy mode i guess they feel so kind of old the enemies are acting kind of weird but <laughs> they're just walking in front of you waiting for you to shoot them there's okay. a lot of cool cinematic stuff in them though i really like how like when they're like if an enemy is running from you or hiding from you and they like walk in front of a light it like makes this elongated shadow like in a perfectly cinematic way to where yeah. like, you enter a room and you just see like a giant shadow and like there's one room i remember i walked in towards the beginning of and one of the splicers had like a, a baby carriage mm-hmm. and you just see the shadow of her like talking to the baby in the carriage. And then when you get there, you realize it was like a gun inside of the, yeah, and that's, there's a gun inside the carriage. That's your first gun, right? That's the first gun you uh-huh. get in the game is in the baby carriage. Yeah. That, that game blew me away when I first played it. I played it on 360 as well on Conan's 360. And yeah, I just, it was this whole interactive cutscene thing, which is, you know, they've been doing that. Like, that's been in Metroid forever. Like, Super Metroid was like mm. that too. But, the, but like, at this, in this scale, like, as a scale as a first person shooter, and I never really played Half Life, so I, I didn't really know about that. But playing it on 360, yeah, it blew me away. I, I played through the game in a couple of days just because I was so impressed by it. And I thought it was really cool. And I thought it was like really creepy and scary and like, Still kind of hard, but not too hard, I guess. You know, because you, pl- cool. yeah. Yeah. you can the plasmas are super cool. Yeah, the plasmas are super cool because you essentially are a magic user and uh, and have a gun at the same time. Yeah, there's R- there's RPG elements in there, like where you can kind of you can upgrade your guns and stuff, which I thought was cool. Make it's yourself, pretty heady yeah. political slash sociological commentary. It's it's all based on Anne Rand books, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> and fucking Atlas shrugged and shit like that. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Yeah, there's so many freaking. I mean, Aaron Ryan's the name of the guy. He's the who's who's the head of the the thing. And, and Andy like Ryan. Oh, Andy Ryan. Yeah, his name's Andy Ryan. I just remember it because my friend Andy. He was actually at the wedding. Uh, you know, you remember Tim and Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my friend Andy Ryan. Like I knew him for so much longer than before I knew Bioshock, and it was kind of weird that like my friend was <laughs> my friend was like the bad guy of a game all of a sudden <laughs> it was really strange <laughs> like oh andy ryan yeah i know him he's nice <laughs> what's he why is he in this game it was it was weird <laughs> but yeah uh, i've been playing i've also been playing mario all-stars very similar to you david and trey and jess uh playing through mario 3 because it's so much fun um i think that version of mario 3 is one of the best um I like that you can like just 
stock up on items in it and just I, I ran out of room in my item inventory like so quickly but i was also using the rewind function on the matching games which contributes to that but oh yeah, i did I, like, I, I did like that five too. whistles yeah. and <laughs> I did the same thing with the matching game where I kept rewinding until I and because so I would <laughs> so I would win all of them every time. And I actually have I have a um one of the strategy guides and the Nintendo Power strategy guides that has like all of them in there. Mm-hmm. Where you can just look at them. But I just did it with the rewind button. Just kept rewinding and trying it again and rewinding and trying again. And rewind's, rewind's fun. <laughs> when I booted it up the other day, I brought back my eight bit dough SNES controller. Which I haven't been able to get to sync with my Switch for a long time, and I finally got it to sync up again. I actually went to, I went to the video that I made where I was putting this controller together, and in there I like was able to do a freeze frame of uh, of the instructions for the controller because I can't find them, hmm. and the inst- and it instructed me how to reconnect it to the Switch. So now this is working again, and I have the official one too. So now I have two controllers for to play uh, hmm. the Super Super Nintendo stuff with Shauna. So pretty excited about that um but yeah i wasn't able to do rewind or uh saving for the last couple of days that i've been playing oh yeah it's fun still yeah Yeah, it's so fun i mean just have been loading up on items and stuff but um not to say i'm not going to go back to it with the rewind i I didn't really do it on purpose necessarily to be honest i couldn't find the other snes controller and i just wanted to see if this one still worked and then once i got it working again i was like i'm going to throw on Mario three and just play it for a while and it ended up playing it for like an hour or two and got to the sky world. I I put something on Twitter about that, about Mario three. Nobody really answered me, but you know, you know the part in the super Mario all-stars where the, you know how the, how the King always turns into different things like spiders or whatever. Yeah. Was yeah. he, was he originally Yoshi in the NES one? Cause he turns into Yoshi in like the seventh level. In the Super Mario no, All Stars one, so. I don't think so. Either. Yeah, like when he when he comes and asks you to save him, he's Yoshi. He's like fucking green ass Yoshi. <laughs> so uh, I w- I was like, uh, that's got to be new. Like I, I don't think that was in the NES one, but yeah, Yoshi's. In well, the- no, because it, it wouldn't have been because three came out before Super Mario World. It might have been a uh, what's it called? Right? A uh, All Stars mm. Easter egg, maybe. Yeah, no, that's yeah, what I was wondering because yeah, it was in the All Stars one, and I was like, "There's no way, like that couldn't have been Yoshi in the original one." I wonder who, wonder what he was, like what kind of beast he was if he wasn't Yoshi. But yeah, there's a nice little Easter egg in there. Sorry, spoilers. I haven't gotten there yet. But <laughs> it was it was a cool thing to see. But yeah, having all these Mario games is great, and it makes me cherish my Switch even more having all of them there. Um, so the last thing I got this week. I did a lot of back and forth with myself about whether I wanted to buy another game because I have so many games. <laughs> after buying nine games. <laughs> yeah, after buying so many damn games in the past couple of weeks. But uh, I've just been seeing so much good stuff about Hades, and I'm like... Yeah, people love yeah, that I really, game. I really want to play it. It sounds like it's right up my alley in the in the sense that it's got, like, I don't know, it's gr- it's a grinding game. You grind to, like, get stuff and... And it's also a roguelike in the sense that it's randomly oh, generated every time, and uh, yeah, and you and you like you're encouraged to die. Like dying is good in this game, yeah. So that makes it fun. And then, so I've played other games like this a little bit. I guess more like fighting style. I guess it's a, some people might compare it to Diablo a little bit, like how it's the top down melee fighting kind of game. But you can also like cast spells and stuff. Well, but I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm not. In, there's nothing in that game where I could be like it really is like Diablo. But 
it's just kind of got a similar like viewpoint and you feel, I feel like you're kind of like fighting waves of monsters in a similar way. It kind of reminded me, what was that one game? Oh, dead cells. It, is it, is it kind of like dead cells? It sort of, I've heard, I've of heard that. people compare it to dead cells. I've never played dead cells. Yeah. So yeah, once again, like a really big roguelike type of game. Yeah. yeah and binding of Isaac to a certain extent, I've heard like, even though they're not the same type of game, they've got similar roguelike elements to them. And Dead Cells was cool because you were able to keep some stuff. Like you would kind of, yeah. you would kind of unlock stuff. As in, every playthrough, you would it would give you more stuff for you to use. So it would kind of like throw it into like the treasures that you would right. find. So like your treasures would get better so, as yeah. you go. So and there would also you would also unlock like shortcuts to That's take you from one area to game. another. So you don't have to go as do as much and all that. So yeah. So what's great about this game is. For one, well, the aesthetic, okay. So this is made by the same people, uh, what a super giant. They made uh, Bastion, Transistor, uh, what was the other one? The, uh, there's another one. But they've made some, they've made some pretty damn good games and they've got like a, they've got a style and they've got a heavy nar- narrative style where there's usually a narrator. Um, I think at least in Bastion and I haven't played the other one, but there's definitely a narrator in this one, but your character kind of, the main character you're playing like breaks the, breaks the fourth wall all the time and like says like you know I can hear you right like if he oh, like, nice. <laughs> makes a comment about like so you're like in the castle at the beginning he's like everyone here is really well organized except for the prince or you know something like that and you're the prince you're Hades son and uh, you're like you know he's like I, you know I can hear you right but uh, I don't know who the narrator is I imagine it's going to come into the story later but uh, yeah so in this game you're the son of Hades and you're trying to get out of hell you're trying to get out of the Hades kingdom because you want to go join the other gods on Olympus because hell sucks. Like it's boring. And you know, you're kind of like, I don't know if you're supposed to be like a, a teen or a young adult, but you're definitely like an angsty, you know, sick of your dad, want to get out of here kind of character. And, uh, and you're the prince. So like you can get away with anything at the same time. So like Hades won't let you leave, but you can go, you can just completely wreck his kingdom and he never gets you in trouble for it. He just says, you don't get to leave so that's kind of what it is like that's how the game is laid out like every time you you start a run you you go you escape through the same window in your bedroom and you go and like it's randomized and you clear out a room you go to another room and like there's different rewards and different power-ups and so every playthrough is different in the sense that you get blessings from different gods on olympus they'll like give you like special buffs and powers and stuff and uh like make your you know make your weapon stronger make your defense better or you know maybe you'll be like stronger against enemies with armor just a lot of like stuff that i think is in a lot of other roguelikes from what i've heard but uh you don't get to keep any of that but everything every room you go to you win some sort of item for clearing so either that's like money or like uh, a token that you can push towards an upgrade tree stuff that you can give to characters and it's also a relationship building game so Every time you die and you restart, it's like it's almost like it's a new day, hmm. and you can like talk to somebody again and like further along your relationship with them, and so you're trying to build your relationship with them because they give you items and buffs too, and that's all continuous, you know. So every time you die, you come back to hell. Hades is there laughing at you like, "Oh, look who's back! Uh, I guess you couldn't cut it out in the kingdom, huh?" And like he just kind of razzes you and he's busy all the time. He's just at a desk and there's like a long line of, of ghosts that are like stepping up to talk to him like all the time. <laughs> so he's just really busy at a desk and he's just like, 
pissed that his son doesn't respect him as the, as the as the ruler of the underworld. And uh, I don't. Know, it's just it's got it's so tongue in cheek and hilarious. Like all the different characters, like the castle servant is a is a as a Medusa head, almost like from Castlevania. It's just mm-hmm. a floating Medusa head. Nice. And she's like really shy. I think she thinks the prince the prince is hot. So like <laughs> every time you try to talk to her, she like blushes and like flies away and there's just a lot of character here and you know it's fully voice acted um and of course while you're actually playing the game if you've played any of the super giant games like there's narration and the main character's talking and saying stuff like just killed you like just you know little razzy lines and stuff so it just keeps it fresh while you're playing and um every time you die there's this character i think is like supposed to be like the king's assistant but he's just really lazy or like, you know, King Hades' assistant. But he's just really lazy. And like, the first thing he'll say to you is like, I can't believe you got killed by, you know, whatever kind of boss or enemy you got killed by. You know, you're not just supposed to stand there and let them use their fire on you, right? Or like, <laughs> he just makes you Sounds feel kind of like the messenger in that way. Yeah, that yeah guy, I was thinking lot, about he, that. The little demon guy. He's a lot guy. like that yeah. guy. Uh, he's like, oh, and, you uh, thought there was something down there, didn't you? <laughs> Whenever you yeah. fall down a hole. Yeah. So he <laughs> specifically, yeah, he specifically razzes you based on what your method of death was and i've noticed your as brother you go, tell you that there's a secret down there yeah yeah, yeah, that was, uh, yeah that's what he said that was yeah. pretty funny yeah so i mean i highly recommend it um i did some mental gymnastics with myself in order to justify buying it though so what i did was i took my gold points including the ones i had extra from the new the you know renewing all my physical stuff that money plus five dollars and 31 cents which i'll explain later where that came from um, I took that plus my gold points and I decided I can afford it now because then it's only like twelve dollars because I was gonna spend that other money anyway. So yeah, it was like twelve and some change. It's on sale right now. I think it's normally a twenty-five or thirty dollar game. It's on sale for twenty right now because it's new. And uh yeah. For a little for twelve and some change, I think I'm probably gonna get my money's worth out of this game. Uh, I've already done like seven, I think seven run throughs of going through and then dying. Mm. And I'm hooked because you can buy new weapons, you can do all, yeah. this, all this stuff. And it, so there's a lot of permanent um, progression in the game. And yeah. it gives you a lot of incentive to go in. And yeah, like I said, you're building relationships. So like you're, you're, you're going to hear something new from each character every time you talk to them. And, you know, eventually you can like give them gifts and stuff to build your relationship level with them. So huh. it's fun. I, I see myself playing a lot of it in the coming weeks. I, I was interested in it. Just the thing for roguelikes for me is it has, there has to be something that I'm getting like from it because the whole like doing a thing and then dying and losing everything and starting again, that doesn't sound like a fun thing for me. So it has to be, there has to be something that you unlock. And I, and I enjoyed dead cells to a point until I realized that it was way too hard, way harder than I thought. Cause I thought I was having a good time with it. And then I realized I was only like just a small, small, bit into it like there was so much more so much so much more in there and i was like there's no way now i'm gonna beat this so i kind of just gave up on it but i don't know i think another thing this game has going for it is that a lot of these games that are like this particularly this genre of overhead battling where you're fighting demons and stuff and like you know kind of like i mean i'm in hell so you don't expect it to be like bright and colorful and exciting but they did a really good job making it pretty pretty like it looks like you know, it's definitely got some cell shading stuff going on. The colors are really bright. 
it lo- you're playing it looks like you're playing a cartoon and that kind of like takes away from like the the dark gritty element that i've never been a huge fan of in most games i play you know i prefer to play colorful games that look like they were made for kids or whatever like so this game falls right into that mm. aesthetic so that while i'm playing it i'm still like feeling cheerful about about everything even though i'm fighting demons and stuff like it just looks really nice yeah so it's still it has like a good art style that's what you're mm-hmm. saying it still looks good yeah no i'll i'll just have to listen to you talk about it more and then i'll decide whether i want to i check it out as game I'm of sure the year contender stuff eventually yeah. and... i mean it's on sale now <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure it'll be on sale again at some point. Or it might not. It's probably not going to be on sale when this episode is posted. I think last time I saw, because I don't know if I ever well, mentioned yeah, this. It had yeah. less than a day left on it when I got it, so it's probably I, yeah. I love that about to be over. I love how they do that now. Now in the deals in the on the eShop, ever since they did the 35 35th anniversary direct, now with the little Mario running around and all that, which is pretty cool. Mm. But on the eShop now, it'll actually show you like how many days are left in the sale, and it'll even show you hours. Mm-hmm. Like if it's in the same, because yep. I looked at, I was looking at the sales stuff today just to make sure all the notes were correct and all that. And it said like 12 hours or something left on uh, Hades. So I was like, oh, but I bet that increases then, their sales. Yeah. Like makes you feel like, oh, if this is hot sale. I got to get it right now. I bet that has an impact on their actual yeah. sales. It, it helps me for when I'm trying to find sales and stuff to talk about for the show. So it's cool. Well, this week I've been playing uh, not too much again. I mean, no surprise there, uh, but Circuit Dude, I played a little bit more of that. Um, didn't get too much farther. More, I just wanted to mention that game again, just because it is really good. And mm-hmm. I feel like, as we said last week, uh, low, low, those kind of easygoing but still challenging puzzle games. Mm. This game is an absolutely fantastic deal for $5. Yeah. So and and for, anybody who, for anybody who didn't hear it or this is your first episode, uh, we did an interview with the developer of that on last week's episode, and he was super cool. He hung out with us for the whole episode and all that. So he's he's a cool guy. Circuit Dude's really cool. So, yeah, and it's and it's real cheap. Yeah, other than that, I can talk about my Wii Fit experience. So this week um, I made a little bit of an improvement. You know, just like every once in a while when you do exercising for so long, like you'll notice, oh, I'm not getting, not getting anywhere, not getting anywhere. And I think from like day to day, all of a sudden you'll make a noticeable jump. And that happened this week where all of a sudden I've been doing the tree pose for, I mean, since, since I started doing we fit and I was always holding on to something and my ceilings are, are low enough that I can kind of brace myself on the ceiling. Um, and so that's what I would do. If you don't know, if you don't know the tree tree pose, you're standing on one leg, you're putting your arms straight up in the air and then your other leg is bent and your foot is flat against your inner thigh. So I can do it. I have to hold on to something. <laughs> but for this week, I noticed I can finally like do it without holding on to something. Wow, Still nice. a little bit wobbly, but for the last three times, three sessions this week, I've been able to do the tree pose on both legs. Mm. So noticeable difference. Took a long time to get there, but I got there. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> no, no way. Yeah. So yeah, you're still you're still keeping it going on the Wii Fit. You're yep. uh, still still legit on your workout program and all that. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, that's what we got. Let's let's take a break and then we'll talk about Super Mario 3D All Stars.
Hey, hey you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Let's talk about Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Nintendo's greatest achievement in the whole forever of their career. Right <laughs> I smell sarcasm. <laughs> Super Mario 3D All-Stars. We, we all have this game. We've all played it. Well, these three games. I've gotten a little bit – I feel a little bit better about it, I guess. I was, like, so bummed when I started playing it because I kind of just wished I hadn't gotten it. Like, like on the day when it released mm-hmm. Thursday night, I booted up Super Mario Sunshine because I was so excited to play Super Mario Sunshine again. And then I found out that even though Nintendo didn't change that much, they did change the camera controls to mm-hmm. the to the hated uh, non-inverted, hated by me. Uh, they changed they changed the it, they changed the controls from what it was in the original game and gave you no option to switch it back, and that just like pissed me off so much. I was like, "Come on, guys! Like, it, there wasn't one guy there that was like, hey, what about the people who want to play it the way it was on GameCube?' Like, nobody said that. There was nobody there who said that.'" That maybe we should have. Wasn't somebody who said, "Hey, wait a minute! We have a GameCube controller for Switch. Why don't we make yeah. it compatible with this game?" Yeah. Well, I've actually, I've actually been playing Super Mario Sunshine with my GameCube controller with the help of the G Bro adapter. This show is officially sponsored by the G Bro adapter. No, they never gave us, they never gave us money, but we talk about it a lot because it works we great. Do. No, the G Bro adapter done made for eight uh, bit, made from eight bit dough, is awesome. Like, uh, and something really cool about it is. Whenever you like hook up your G Bro adapter with your Switch, it reads it as its own particular controller. So if you go into the game, if you go into the options like I did and change all your buttons around so you can make so your GameCube controller will work, it will actually remember that it's like that and you don't have to change it every time. So it's really nice. Oh, cool. Oh, and le- unless you unless you go in and change it again, then you would. But of course you can also save up to like six different uh uh loadouts of buttons being switched around. So 
if you don't like want to change it for another thing, it will automatically show up as the stuff that you changed. So it's cool. I was I was streaming Super Mario Sunshine last night on Twitch on my Twitch thing, and I did like a little video that I'm actually I think I'm going to cut it out and put it on YouTube. But I did a little explanation video of how I made a GameCube controller work on on Switch and showed you like should. and I went into the option. I was like, okay, well I move this button to here, I move this button over here, and this is why why it works. So yeah, but it it feels great. It's it feels right. The only thing that sucks is, of course, you know, the original Super Mario Sunshine used analog triggers. So you know there were two buttons. Like when you pushed it in a little bit, you would you would shoot the water and you could still run. And then you when you pulled it in all the way, then you would stand in one place and 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 shoot the water and aim at the same time. It's the weirdest conversion they did for that. It yeah. took me a minute to get like adjusted to it. I'm not used to it, but it's mm-hmm. it's really weird. Mm-hmm. I think the R the two R buttons should be switched. Like, yeah, that's I, I did I did that too. I did the yeah, same thing. Same. I went in because you you know you can go into the options of your switch and you can actually change the button. So I did that because they didn't allow you to do it in the game, but thankfully you can do it in your system. So I've changed those around. I also changed the A button and the X button because I always feel like the X button should be on the side, like it was in the GameCube controller. Because I played a lot of Sunshine, like even recently, maybe like a year or two ago, Jeremy and I did like a. A sunshine look back episode or something where we yeah, played I beat it a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, so I was used to playing it on the GameCube controller, so I wanted to make it as as similar to that. And I was freaking out when I saw when I saw the new the new aiming. I'm like I'm like, there's no way that it wasn't inverted in the original one. I was like, so it it just bothered me. So I turned on my GameCube. I put it in my GameCube. I played the original one, and I'm like, oh no, they changed it. They changed it, and they didn't. Huh? Yeah. Like even you know like like uh. What's it? Panzer Dragoon, the remake. Like, they let you play that game the way it originally was. They added some stuff there, but they still let you play it with the original, like, control style. Like, come on, guys. Like, so, yeah, it's like one of those random, like, gaming decisions Nintendo made where they were just like, we're going to switch it and not let you switch it back. Yeah, that, that's like, what I. It's just basic game design. Just let people have the option. It's so dumb. Yeah, that's what right. I was saying is my middle name earlier when I said all out of options, because that's how I. It's you could sing that like to the to the tune of all out of love, but all out of options. But uh, that's basically what I thought of when uh, I was playing this game. It's like there are no fucking options at all. Like there are no there are no control options like it at all. Like I was so surprised, and it make me it makes me want to go out like. And this is a message to everybody listening to this episode. Uh, go buy some of the good compilations of games. Like go get like fucking Mega Man Zero Collection or like or Mega Man X Collection. Like the ones that are actually done well. With, with like love, you know, where they actually yeah. let you like change the buttons around and all that. Like zero lets you change the buttons independently of every different game. Like, and that's how I expected this one to be, but no. So, I so mean, it should be because the controller is different, right? So nobody, yeah. would, no matter what your controller setup, nobody's going to be completely satisfied. No. With a set in stone static controller setup. You have to let people remap the buttons on these things. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, you can, you can to a point in your own system. But it should have been included in the game. But the main, yep. the thing that sucks about, about, it's weird because you can change like every fucking button. You can even switch the two analog sticks if you want. You can make the left one on the right and the right one on the left in the, in this, in the system of the switch. But you cannot invert things. Like you cannot fuck with the, with the analog stick. They should have put that in there as an option where you could just like switch it if you wanted to on every game. Like that, I would love that, but I, you can't do it in the, in the, in the button mapping inside the system. So. Speaking of uh, going out and finding other collections of games, um, that was like one of the big sparks of conversation once when 3D All-Stars got uh, announced mm-hmm. was a lot of people were drawing comparison to 
um, other collections Nintendo has done for anniversaries, like Metro Prime Trilogy or yeah. even like the Kirby Anniversary Collection, which was really good actually, mm-hmm. and um, even like Crash Insane Trilogy or like Cra- or the Spyro yeah. Collection and stuff like that. And they were comparing like Nintendo just doing this with these three big Mario titles versus just all those other games that had like a lot more effort seemingly put into them mm-hmm. or their HD remasters and or remakes. Um, so how do you guys feel about like that comparing to uh, 3D All-Stars? Well, I, I feel like if Nintendo put as much effort as they as the other companies do, and the other companies do mu- do a much better job of re-releasing stuff. And it kind of sucks because Nintendo, like, they sort of, you know, they, people just let them do that because their games are so good and they don't care. They just want them on there. Yep. But it's it's like a pass. They get an automatic pass, which I don't think they necessarily deserve. And, and you know, no. you're not going to stop anybody from buying, like, Super Mario 64 or Galaxy for your Switch or whatever. They're great games. It's hard not to, but it's it just like it makes me sad that like people who put a whole lot of effort into it, like like you're saying, like the Spyro ones or like the Mega Man collections and stuff like that. I feel like people don't give them as much as, as they, they should be. They should be giving them more support than they do. I think mm-hmm. like you should go out and support those other people that are actually putting stuff in there that are actually sh- giving you like you know stuff that you can look at, you know, development whatever or you know or just like giving you options like because. I th- like the yeah. Mega Man Zero collection came out at the beginning of this of this uh, year, and I thought that was incredible. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there. I mean, there's fucking DS games in there that they made work on the Switch. Like, it's yeah, it's great. It feels, and, yeah, it's, I feel like yeah. The, these collections they should be rated two separate ways. One, the game, the quality of the game. Obviously, if we're rating just on the quality of the game, the, the games presented here is going to be perfect ten scores because they're all fantastic, right? But you're also making a, a package, a package including menus and supposedly bonuses and other things, and you know. So we got to rate it as a as a collection. I mean, I, I think I'd give it like a three for yeah. real. Like, yeah, I saw maybe a two. Say, uh, I mean, it's just a music selection. That's like the only thing there. Yeah. So, yeah, come on. I saw one person on YouTube say that it's like a an, a collection of amazing games, not an amazing collection of games. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think I saw like yeah, somebody was like, "Oh, games are great." Actual presentation or like the way they put it in there, like zero, yeah. zero out of ten. Nothing. You know? Nintendo yeah, honestly so- has some audacity to like be like, act like that sound test was a drawing factor when I can go to YouTube and find those soundtracks immediately and download them to my phone. Well, I was gonna say in like twenty twenty. I was going to say, like, John, if you really want the soundtrack or anybody, uh, go to a place, uh, downloads.khinsider.com. There's a shit ton of video game soundtracks there. Uh, mm-hmm. I download a lot of stuff from there. It's completely safe. You can download all of the Mario soundtracks from there and listen to them. You can even get, yeah. get Galaxy 2. Huh. It's, it's not on there. You can even get like that one. Nintendo could just, like... <laughs> I already had all uh, of them on my computer, so, yeah. Yeah, or, like, another thing Nintendo could have did is they could have... Um, like since it's Mario's 35th anniversary, they could have, since they already have us doing like rewards and missions to get pins, yeah. they could have had it where they put like <laughs> made those coins for my Nintendo worth something and like had it where we could get the actual physical copies of the soundtracks with the coins or, or download like codes. That. I mean, or like they could do that. Or something. Yeah. They could do that right now. They could do that today. Hint, hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give everybody download codes for the soundtrack. So we can yeah. listen to it on whatever device we want, not just like carry our switch around like a well, boombox or something, yeah. you know, like, come on. Oh, yeah. Well, think about, like, on know, the, didn't they, didn't they on the uh, 3DS version of Smash, they made it to where you could listen to all those soundtracks close it, in yeah. sleep mode? Yeah, that you, would be you cool. Could do it, you could do it on the Switch, too. I, actually, I think it was on the Switch. Yeah, you could listen to the mm-hmm. whole soundtrack on sleep mode. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like, yeah, you, you carry around just the screen, 
and that's your like new iPad or whatever, you know, or your yeah. your iPod, whatever they call them, the ones that had the music on them. Well, one iPod. reason why I think like Nintendo actually, like what I've heard some people say is Nintendo did the collection this way because they one they knew they could get away with it, and two they basically ransomized it with those pins because they were like, ooh, 35th anniversary pins, but you can only get these if you get the game and it's registered on your account. So it's like, well, I yeah. want the pins, yeah. so I guess I'll get this. So yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much like behold, what they did to a lot of us because I love my enamel pins. Yeah, nobody got them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. And after all that, the pins are out, like within, yeah. what was it? Two hours, three hours, something ridiculous like that. Like they're just gone. Yeah. So this big, you make this big promotion, and you say, you know, free pins if you do all these missions and stuff. And then you don't even supply enough to last a day. Yeah. So in my particular situation, I think Jeremy had a similar situation, right? Mm-hmm. So I ordered physical, right? Mm-hmm. My physical, my, my physical copy was delayed by three days. I didn't that get sucks. it until Monday. Yeah, I don't care about that so much, but I wasn't even able to go to register the physical copy yeah, until you didn't, you couldn't Monday. Have done it. Right. Yeah. Monday, and then when the by the time I picked up my package, like it was already reported that the pins are out, and so not only that, but when you register uh, your physical copy, it said it takes two days to reg- to actually show up on the mission site, the Mario mission site, right? Mm-hmm. So I think maybe I got registered f- for the missions like today, or maybe it's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know, but. Yeah, five days behind, uh, yeah. through no fault of my own, and <laughs> the pins that I was promised are unavailable. Yeah, I, heard, I, I saw people comparing it, like saying it was harder, it was easier to get like a PS5 or or X, <laughs> Xbox uh, whatever series yeah. to yeah than than get pins. I haven't really I haven't really paid attention to the pins because I don't. I don't well, care. you're probably better but, off for it. Yeah, because it's a, for me, it's been a source of stress and and anxiety and straight up anger for the past couple of days and um so yeah i could like give a quick like overview of this of my pen story because you know i'm feeling very like personally slighted even though i realize this is happening to everyone mm. i'm trying not to be feel super personal about it but yeah, I don't in know. the first uh couple hours of them making it available i actually got my uh i got i got my code but then I went to the website to try to uh, redeem it. And it, like for an hour or so, it was giving me like an error message saying like yep. they were sold out or something right. or it just wasn't going to the cart. But then I waited and then I got lucky, I guess, or something. And then I ended up getting being able to order mine. Um, but then I've heard it's like some people, they did all the missions. and the Well, thing then I'm glad one up, of us but, got them. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, I'm glad you got thing. it. So here, so I... Um... So it was, what was it? It was a couple of days ago. It was whenever they first went live. You know, I had an alarm set on my phone to get up an hour before the reward was going to be available. Cause it says to be available. What was like noon Pacific time or maybe one. I can't remember, but I got up an hour earlier. My alarm was named. That was the name was like Mario pins. So I got up and I checked, you know, online just, it was like, maybe it went live a little early and it hadn't. So I'm like, okay, well I'm just going to like, you know, do whatever, just mill about, get stuff done during the day around my house. And then, I was happened to be scrolling through Facebook and I saw someone on NVC was like, uh, the pin orders, you know, the pin claims are live now. And this was probably about 30 minutes before they were supposed to be. I was like, holy shit, they went live early. I'm going to start now. So I immediately got my code. And before they were even officially supposed to go live, I already was like, had my code and was trying to get it. 
And the error message I kept getting was that my card, there was a problem with my payment method. Hmm. And it was like, try, either try another payment or method or contact your financial institution. So I, I, I kept trying. I tried for like an hour. Well into when it was supposed to be, you know, live. So it had been live for a little while by the time I gave up. But then I went and I checked my bank account. And $5.31 had been taken out and then immediately refunded like eight times. And uh, like you too, David, I was, having I was having a lot of trouble just getting it into the cart. So it would only go into the cart maybe one out of five times. That's why it was only like eight times. But I probably tried 40 to 50 times to get the transaction to work. And uh, so I had my code ready to go. And I'm like, okay, well, what the hell? I just kind of gave up for the day. I think I had to go to work. And um, while I'm at work, I was fuming about it a little bit. I started to see stuff on social media about how they were already like out of the pins. But then I, the next day I got online and saw someone on the NBC Facebook once again being like, I got on earlier today and was able to get it. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're not out. So I started doing it again. But this time I asked Shauna, I was like, Shauna, can I use your card? Like, if it's my, if it's a problem with my card, then let's try your card. You know, it's 531. I can give you $5.31 cash. Yeah, it's just like shipping, right? Right. She was cool yeah. with it. Yeah, it was just shipping. So I uh, I tried using her card just once, and it gave the exact same error message. So at that moment, I was like, Infuriated. Maybe, maybe there's something <laughs> messed up with my actual account. So whatever, I gave up again, and then today I started doing it for a little bit again. It still was saying that it was in my cart. Like, I was able to add it to my cart, and I still had my redemption code and everything. It was giving me all the stuff that I needed to make me think, okay, well, I should be good. Kept getting the same error message. So finally I was like, I'm going to go to, I'm going to call someone at Nintendo. And I was like, I'm going to go to the, I went to their support website and looked up their, their number to call them and saw they had a chat option. I'm like, let's just do the chat. Mm -hmm. I'm more likely to talk to someone sooner and whatever. And so that was where, that was what kind of like really pissed me off. But, you know, I kept reminding myself this person's just doing their job and they probably had to have this conversation 2000 times today. But I was like, hey, you know, like it won't charge my account and I can't figure out why. And the first thing they said was, there are no more pins available. Sorry. Like they just like basically said that. I was like, knowing that it really didn't mean anything, but kind of being in denial, I was like, well, I, there should still be one available for me because I, it's still in my shopping cart. I just can't like finish processing the transaction. They're like, we're really sorry, but all those codes were gone as of yesterday and the site was a mess yesterday, but you know, eventually we ran out. I was like, well, I was, it was two days ago that I was trying to get it and it wouldn't let me. So it's possible that there's still one reserved for me because it's still in my cart. And they just kept saying the same thing back to me, you know, like they're gone. Mm -hmm. And eventually they were just, I was like, well, I mean, I had the money taken out of my account. So I know they were able to take it. They just refunded it immediately and just being totally in denial. And eventually they were just like, can I help you with anything else? Mm -hmm. <laughs> What do you, what and I was like, you know, and I was just like, and I, and you know, send me a free game. My little, my little <laughs> passive aggressive comment, which I don't even think any, you could have seen it either way, but I was just like, you know, I might, I may just try to contact someone else. I realize you're probably just reading the script they give you. So thanks for your help. And I like close a chat window and start like doing something else. And then they like chatted with me some more. They're like, actually, we don't have a script. They just give us information hmm. and then like started kind of like, I wouldn't say necessarily coming at me, but like killing me with kindness. Like after that, like, is there anything else I can help you with? And all this other stuff. And I would just like, what do you got? 
I was like, damn it. I just like didn't want to talk to him anymore. I was like, I was like, this person's just doing their job. They're yeah. probably frustrated having this conversation. Mm-hmm. What I just said about them following the script probably pissed them off. You know, that would, that might piss me off too, if I was in the right mood mm-hmm. uh, or the wrong mood or whatever, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, so I just like, you know, that was it. I didn't, I didn't at any point like come at them because they're just doing their job and I know it. So I like started like accepting that I just, I just had to accept that I don't get the pins and I'm really upset about it, but I know I'm not the only one dealing with the pain of that. And there's much more important things happening in the world than some collectible pins. And, and that kind of like put things in perspective too, when I thought about that kind of stuff. So yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I want my Mario pins, but I guess they're not that worth getting upset over, I guess. Don't worry. There's always round two in February when it happens all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, has, were any of you guys, uh, successful in in the pin getting or, or where it would yeah david said he got his yeah, you I got, got mine, yours yeah. right okay did you yeah, you didn't no, get I yours didn't get, john no i didn't get any um yeah. didn't have his copy yeah. in time because i didn't have my, I didn't have uh, my yeah. copy okay. in time so yeah i know yeah. you said that i wasn't but, sure if, if there was still some leeway because i thought i saw somebody posted that they were like redoing the claim or something i don't know i haven't really been following it because like i said i don't i mean i've tried a few times since pins aren't earlier that. today <laughs> yeah. and i'm gonna try again some more tomorrow probably but I did notice where at one point it was saying like my reward claim when I would click on it, it like pulls up a little pop-up window with your, uh, with your claim number on it or your, your code. And where it used to say like Mario pin set. Now it just says untitled reward or something along those lines. Let's see, it's, <laughs> it's a placeholder. Maybe they'll add another thing. Right. So that means I'm pretty sure just the codes are not valid, but well, I did even say, if I, even if I didn't get mine on the thing on the bottom of it, it says, uh, redeemable until like December twenty something. Yeah. So I'm just like they can't run out week one and then be like, oh yeah, you have until December. Or yeah. like they can't run out. So I, I'm sure. That, I'm sure it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing that they always say. They're going to say they weren't prepared for such a big response. They didn't expect such a big response, and it's like you made a whole video about it, y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like, like that was like yeah. a third of the direct was the the physical reward. Well, and and also, I like, mean, it's like how how fucking clueless are you? Like how it, they've made videos about things like so many times, and everything goes out, and everything runs out every time, you know, within two hours. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they, pins, <laughs> right? Make too, make too many and sell the remainder at your Nintendo store I mean, or they, whatever. Yeah, I mean, they all they always they always do this like this, you know, with the. Like the Majora's Mask 3DS is like the first thing I think of here. And that was a long time ago where they put that in a video and it was sold out in like an hour. You know, because mm-hmm. I thought about, I kind of wanted to get one, but it was gone. You know, like when I even think about getting it, it's already gone. So it's like, you know, that's how most of the stuff is. And that that was years ago. That was probably like six or seven years ago. And it's like, a, you know, obviously they're, I've, I know that people, the like of people believe that they like this, this stuff is constructed like they're like, Always running Artificial out of scarcity. Yeah. Always run out of running out of stuff. And I was like, they can't be that dumb. But then it's also kind of like, well, they've been doing this for so long and it happens every time you think that maybe somebody would be, you know, mm-hmm. it's different that this is a, a basically like a reward though. It's not a, a product that they're it's, supposedly selling. It's not like the NES classic or other things that were scarce. It was this part of why I like, bought the game. I think David yeah. mentioned it was part of why he bought the game too. Like it convinced me. I mean, I, I would have bought the game. Regardless, but it definitely put a little bit of fire under me to get it now. And, yeah, and then you didn't it was, get it. And it yeah. was promised. You know, like, here's the, I think what, what the reason that I'm more upset than I would be is that number one, the game, the collection sucks. Like, it's disappointing. Yeah. And then two, you got this 
promise that you made. You couldn't even keep it for a single day. And it, it just leaves the fan like this is supposed to be a celebration of the the series and the fans who love it and it feels like we love it a lot more than than they do and they just don't don't care about our response to it like it's almost like a bipolar communication by nintendo oh we got this big 35th anniversary celebration let's go let's go you know and then yeah, here's some, oh, you don't here's, like it? It's oh, well, okay, whatever. And then oh, you didn't get your yeah. pins. Oh, fine, whatever. You know, like yeah. give me some kind of communication about what you're going to do to fix this. That's that's the big thing. Well, that's a big, and that's another big thing about like this versus like the smaller companies that make like yeah, you know, that that do more. You know, like a limited run and stuff like that. Uh, it's um, you, you know, like and I've I've kind of made it a thing. Like every time I see Nintendo of America post anything on Twitter, I've been commenting to them asking them to bring back the inverted controls. I'm just going to keep doing that. I don't think that my voice is going to do anything, but remember like when uh star Wars Jedi Academy came out and there was no inverted on there, like people emailed them and they fixed it in a few months. Like they actually responded to it, but that's a smaller company. Like that's, that's what sucks is I don't think, I think Nintendo, yes, should re- release a patch and like try to fix, or at least like give you the option to play the game the way it originally was. And they did the same thing with 64. They flipped the controls on that. The original 64 game was inverted also. So, I mean, it, it was, it was weird because I had the muscle memory of playing the game. But when I go to aim the fucking, the fucking cannon, it's the wrong way because everything's flipped now. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like you took the time to take it out. Like, why didn't, why can't you give us the option to put it back in there? I would love for them to patch that, but I mean, they may just not. They, it may be like the, the frame rate in Link's Awakening, where they were just like, fuck it, who cares? You know, and they just don't fix it. They'll I wonder if more people the next will thing. play, like, maybe not, you know, right away, but I just wonder if in general, like, more people are going to be exposed to a game like Sunshine than ever would have been with the GameCube version. Yeah. In that regard, yeah. are these controls going to become canonical in the future where this game released again, or if people are nostalgic about it? Like, God damn it, just let us invert it. Like, there's a. There's a menu that's the same for all gate. Like you hit the minus button, mm-hmm. it brings yeah. up that overlay. Yeah, it shows you like what. And the that overlay do. could have easily just had an option of invert controls, and it would apply to all games. That's like, what I was saying. Know. No options. No no options yeah. here. Like it's right. really it's really strange. Like uh, like why you, you could have put it in there, or just say like classic controls. You don't even have to say inverted yeah. controls. Just say like play it the way it was. And, and that's I noticed the way there it was. is some yeah. inversion. Like the swimming in Mario sixty four is still inverted. Oh, and, is it? Uh, okay. Yeah, so there's well, some stuff that's still inverted. Yeah, it didn't feel different. So, yeah, no, you're right. Like, because when I was, because I always, I always loved the swimming in Mario 64 is the best 3D swimming ever. Like, Galaxy, yeah. Galaxy and uh, Sunshine, and Galaxy did a little bit better, but Sunshine's is like fucked. Like, their, yeah, their swimming sucks. <laughs> but Oh, yeah, the yeah. swimming's terrible. Yeah. Game. Compared to most Which, of them. Which, for a game that's all about the water, you water. Know, you'd think they could get the swimming right. Yeah, right. The swimming is so bad in that game. It's so weird. Oh, and I just did. I just did the one where you like fight the tooth decay. Do you remember that? Where oh, you have yeah, to like, a, yeah, that's <laughs> one. we have to clean up the tooth decay. And the way you, well, you're pretty far into it. The way you, uh, yeah, I think I have like 35 stars. Yeah, or something just like keep that. looking down and using the jets the whole time. I did write down all yeah, my, that's, my that's, star counts. Yeah, that's what I did too. Star counts. The, for all three games. Actually, the, the level before that, where you go inside the giant jar, like you go inside this jar oh, and there's red no, coins in yeah. it. The, uh-huh. I don't, I cannot understand the controls at all. Like I was having a really hard time just trying to fucking move myself around in this water with the jets to get the fucking coins because you can like pull back for a long time and sometimes you move and sometimes you don't. That's a whole nother thing for sunshine, I guess. But I was going to say like 
let's talk about like the representations of each of the games here. Um, Super Mario, Super Mario 64, uh, is my, is my favorite 3D Mario game of all time. I still love it. Uh, I was able to, I was able to play through the whole thing while I was able to beat the game in one session. I've never done that before. I did that on, on the Twitch stream when it came out. I watched you do that for a few hours. Yeah. I was, I could, I could have done it better. Like I, I hadn't had a whole lot of practice. So there was like some, some stars that I died a whole lot of times on that maybe I could have moved on to another thing, but I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to sit down and just play it all in one session because I've never done it before. But I know that, I mean, this is a game that I played like so much in high school. I played, I played it every day after school. I played stars like multiple times. Like the, like this, I did, would do the bosses all over again. I would do like the, the big penguin race, like all this stuff. Like I'd played it over and over and over again. So it's one that probably the one that I know the most out of all of them. And it's the most fun for me. And uh, for the first time ever, I beat the game as Hatless Mario because I couldn't oh, wow. fucking remember how to get my get my stupid hat back. So you can't get your hat off until you get to um, like the sand level in the basement, right? That's like the earliest you can get the mm-hmm. hat off. Yeah, I, I lost my hat so. in the uh, in the mountain one that that's in like the, the third uh, level. The, ice the level? snow, the snow, snow Where it blows head. your hat off. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's just a little it's just a little cloud. It's just a little asshole okay. cloud that just like comes up right next to you and just blows you off. That same fucking guy is in Sunshine too, and he's oh, like, he's an guy. asshole. Mm. He's way worse than Sunshine actually because it's like he punches you more than just mm-hmm. the wind. It's like it knocks you like even farther away. But yeah, no, it's it was the same thing. I was like just walking up. It's that one that has like the hidden slide in it with like the sun and the moon and all that. I wanted to get to that before I beat the game because oh, I always yeah, thought yeah, that yeah. was really cool. And, oh, the, the tall, tall mountain with the monkey, right? Yeah, the monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the monkey, the monkey gets the hat, but he wasn't the one who took it from me. That that wind did. The little wind guy mm-hmm. blew blew me off the mountain, and I didn't know that he took the hat too. And he like blew me off the fucking mountain, and I died, and I lost my hat. So I died, so I have no hat. And then I go back, and I'm like, well, the monkey has it. So I go to the monkey, and I'm like trying to punch him, and I'm trying to jump on him, and I don't know, I don't remember at that offhand how to get the hat back from the monkey because I rarely ever lost my hat when i played it in high school so i ended up i was just like fuck it and i went and i beat the game without a hat mm-hmm. with Bowser. when you beat the game without the hat does it do you have no hat for the cutscene at the end no they give you a hat after you beat bowser <laughs> uh, there, there's a hat you a complimentary that, hat there's a hat that appears on your head because you have to have the wings because you fly away you know you like do oh, right you jump and you fly off the screen so i beat i want i was wondering if, i was thinking the same thing that you were john i was like well maybe they'll do the cutscene and you won't have a hat and it'll be funny because i've never done this before so i did that and then they just give you a hat and you fly away and then, and then the rest of the cutscene is you with a hat on. But I just booted up the game right now because I wanted to look at the way it is in handheld because it has a really weird framing of the four, of the four by three. And, uh, my guy still doesn't have a hat. Mario's still hatless. So even though I beat the game, I still don't have one. But I don't know if you guys have played 64 in handheld yet, but it has so, like, so tiny. It has like this, this space here on each of the sides. On the bottom. On the, which is so weird. Because like the, at the least top. in handheld mode it would be full screen. Yeah, well, I mean the handheld mode it should go all the way up to the top, but there's like, but there's like a centimeter here in between this, and and like even the Super Nintendo ones don't do this. So this is really weird. I remember seeing this on on a YouTube video, but I never actually looked at it. But Whatever yeah, there it is. To do with the being pixel perfect or whatever, like not stretching the actual pixels. Yeah, but it doesn't do that on the TV. Like, the, like when you play it on your TV, it doesn't do that. Mm. There's not a little space. And mm. also, um, one of our listeners, uh, Dave, uh, uh, David Hutchinson, he actually asked me about burn in because I guess that was a weird thing too. Cause he, since he plays most of his games in handheld, 
And he said some people have actually been experiencing burn-in of, of the framing around Super Mario 64, mm. of like the blacks mm. of the sides there. So that's another... I haven't played it enough to know about that, but hopefully that's not a thing, because that sucks. <laughs> you know, like uh, yeah. burning in like the lines there. You know, like when you... like I remember when I was a kid, like my mom had a TV that always said channel zero zero or whatever, like it's, it was burned in. Oh, like because we left that up, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. type of thing. Where it would burn in, burn in the frames on the side, you know, and on the top oh, or whatever. It's suck. yeah, yeah. That's that's a weird thing. I don't, I don't know. I, I tried to, I tried to play all these different. I tried to play all these in different ways, so I would know all the different experiences with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Sixty four seemed normal for the most part for me. Um, I've played it. I, you know, I played the Wii U version. I played the Wii version. You know, I've played all the, the all the virtual console stuff of that. Uh, it, the only thing that was weird was the reverse aiming on the, on the cannon, you know. That's the one thing I, I noticed. So that, that was, that was strange that they changed that. But it's weird that they didn't change the swimming, cause I would have definitely noticed that. But yeah, I was able to play through it in less than five hours. That's, I mean, that's, I, I, I posted on, on YouTube just for the fun of it, and somebody actually commented on it. He's like, well, you know, that time isn't that fast. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, and I, and I actually like talked back and forth with the guy for a while, and he ended up following me. And I was like, well, you know, I wasn't trying to break any records. I just had never done this before. And he's like, oh, well, no, that's cool. And then he like followed me after that. So I was able to, <laughs> I was actually to make, able to, I don't know, de, de-escalate, de-escalate a comment. Cause I get comments all the time of people making fun of me on there and mm-hmm. stuff, but. Yeah, I thought 64 was okay. Uh, Sunshine, I mentioned it earlier about Sunshine really needing a, really needing a rewind button because, uh, and I, and I saw you put in your notes as well, David. Like, Sunshine is, I mean, I like Sunshine, but it's fucking really not forgivable in a lot of places where, yeah. And I, and I was kind of running into sometimes it felt like the cheap deaths. Yeah, and sometimes it feels like the it, it, there's a little delay in in the control, and this is with and I played it I played it on the pro controller, I played it handheld, I played it with the GameCube controller, I played it a bunch of different ways, and I still feel like it's a little off, like yeah. the control is a little off on all of them, you know, where you just tilt it a little bit and you think you're just going a little bit, and all of a sudden your guy just like runs off the thing, and this is even on handheld mode, it was doing this, so it's like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I remember like when I was a kid, uh, one of the earlier stages that would give me issues, which honestly, I didn't, because when I was a kid, I attacked this game totally differently, because mm-hmm. I would, um, whenever a new area would unlock, I would go to that new area. So I went to like Rico Harbor a lot earlier than I am now, because I would just oh, sure, be in, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. like the first, the Windmill Hill area, mm-hmm. like the whole time to get all the shines I can get. But then, um, but yeah, I didn't notice that the level where you lose flood for the first time was like the third shine of that area. Mm-hmm. And um, like Mario without flood is very weird to control. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Because yeah. it's like he seems very fast, and he also seems like he can trip. Like his triple jump and like all of his jump mechanics, he seems very like he seems like heavy but also floaty at the same time or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, it it's like they, they knew they made the game where he would have the forgiveness of having flood to help compensate his jumps. Yeah, those. Yeah. Those, those secret levels are like, they're always called a secret in the thing. Mm-hmm. Those were the ones that like were the worst for me. And they still are. They still are. Like I was playing, uh, and there's, and like, they're so ridiculous. Like I was playing this one and the, and the jumps are like so fucking far away. They're like yeah. ones that you would use the long jump for, but you can't do the fucking long jump, jump anymore for some reason on sunshine. Yeah. And it's just like, how the fuck am I supposed to get over there? Oh, I'm supposed to jump like three I think times, you can. but, but the, no, there's no long jump in sunshine. Hmm. 
No, there's, there's not. A, they took that and out. You don't even when you're. They took it out, or it was never there to begin with. It, it was never. It, there. it was never there. That's what. That's okay. what I mean. never there. Yeah, because well, dive still, but yeah, you have. Maybe you, that's uh, what I'm thinking. You can jump and dive, but you can't do the long jump. I love the long jump. I would do it all the time, and you can do it in Galaxy. You can do it in 64, but you can't do it in mm-hmm. Sunshine. Mm-hmm. So, and and you know, it would be it would be like duck and jump, but there's no dunk. There's no duck button. It's just it just uh, centers your camera. Is what it does in Sunshine. So. Mm-hmm. Was that in the original version, the locking the camera behind you? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I think so, was yeah. it? I didn't yeah. remember that. Yeah, I, I was like, did, is, did they add that? Like, I was wondering if they had added that the first time. I no, because yeah. I was just like going around the buttons, testing them out. No, I think yeah, that I think that was there because that would have been, uh, yeah, that would have been the the left trigger. The thing about using the GameCube controller for Sunshine, what I forgot to say earlier is, in order for your for for the R button or the L button to work, you have to push it all the way down until it clicks. So that's something you just have to remember when you're using the G-Bro GameCube controller. Yeah. Because it'll only be, it'll be it'll only work if you pull it all the way down. If you just do it a little bit, that doesn't register as a button. It has to be all the yeah. way. So you just have to kind there's of something train I, yourself to do some, that. Here's something I want to know. Why were they able to make Sunshine widescreen but not 64? Don't ask me, man. I think Sunshine man. Had a wide, it natively had a widescreen setting in it. Yeah, did it? Didn't, I wait. think it did in the... Because the mm-hmm. they had a, because they had a S video out on the GameCube, so didn't a opponent as well. Did it not have? Did it not have a widescreen on the Wii and Wii U re release? What for Virtual Console? No, a uh, sixty-four. Uh no, I don't think so. It's yeah. always been in that aspect ratio. For yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of weird that they didn't, they didn't do that. I don't know. I mean, they didn't really, like I said, they didn't really do much on any of them, and it's nope. no. It's, Other than change that one aspect of the controls for some mm-hmm. reason. And I'm surprised that you said you hadn't played Galaxy yet, David. I remember uh I posted on one of your on one of your posts on Facebook about uh I was like, I want to play Sunshine because Sunshine's never been re released. And you yeah. said you, that you said the Galaxy was your favorite and that was the one that yeah, you were gonna play so, first. Um yeah, I had like a couple of votes going on on different social media channels where I was having people decide what game I play first and sixty four won by a landslide, so I'm playing through sixty four. And um, I'm capturing gameplay of Sunshine, but then I'm going to uh, jump on a Galaxy on stream after I uh, get the credits on 64. So I haven't touched that yet. Okay. But, um, yeah, in terms of, like, Mario 3D games for me, I 200% a Galaxy on the Wii. Oh, with Luigi Mario also? and Luigi. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh-huh. I never 100% at 64 Sunshine, and I still don't think I me want neither. to. Because I don't ever want to try on Sunshine. Because like sixty four, you have to find all the blue. Co- well, like Sunshine, you have to find all the blue uh-huh. coins. I hate and those fucking shines blue coins that are so damn annoying. And then in sixty four, you have to. Uh, I didn't know this. People told me on Twitter. There's like a hundred coin stars in every level. And oh I didn't yeah, know about that. but mm-hmm. the the ones. Okay, so the ones in sixty four are actually way easier to do than the Sunshine one because in the sixty four one, the red coins count as two coins. And there's the blue coins that count as five coins. So you can actually kind of like mix that into getting your hundred coins. Oh, okay. But getting a hundred coins on Sunshine, I tried to do it last night. It's like damn near fucking impossible. You have to oh, get that's like, the thing on Sunshine too. Yeah, no, yeah, you have to do it on Sunshine too. And you oh, have to wow. get like all in Sunshine, the red coins don't count as two coins. So they took oh, that away wow. that was in sixty four. So it's fucking hard. Like I was trying to do it on like the second level, and you have to get like every fucking coin in in the like every coin there is, like in the whole level to get it. It's so dumb. 
and I just was I got to like I got to like sixty coins and I'm like fuck this and I just gave up because because <laughs> it was going to take me so long to do it and I just didn't do it. But yeah, I'm just like I'm not trying 100 percent sunshine and 64 yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I, I did. That's, I like, did, that's more yeah. so annoying than anything. I think 100 percenting 64 is easier than sunshine. I've actually I've actually never 100 percented sunshine because of the stupid fucking blue coins. Yep. I got I got all of the shines, right? but I couldn't find all the dumb blue coins because they don't. They don't really tell you like where you like which one where you found them and what levels and they don't they make or it or what really, you've already gotten right yeah they make it really difficult for you to figure out which ones you've gotten and which ones you haven't gotten so if you're not like taking notes while you're doing it and I and I notice some people are just collecting blue coins and then they don't like trade them in for stars and then you look at how many you have but I guess you mm-hmm. would still figure out how much you miss because you know how much it's going to take for you to buy however many stars I think I was missing like two stars or something on the GameCube yeah. one because of the blue coin shit. And that I was actually yeah. game guide culture right there. Had to get the guide and figure out where all the yeah. coins are. And I even did, and I even like got on game facts and I tried to look through all the coins were, but the problem is like what Jeremy was saying is like, you don't know which ones you got and which ones you didn't get. And there's like yeah. hundreds of them. And it's really hard to, I mean, there's only like so you can only go through so many before you just don't want to play anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a real, it, it's, you really have to put a lot of effort into it. And I'm just, there's a lot of dedication that I'm just like, no, I, I don't want to do that. But I mean, I'm still enjoying Sunshine to a point. It's really annoying to where the whole like lives thing, which thankfully they kind of like fixed that in Odyssey. But you know, where you you get into a thing and then you get into a secret thing, and if you lose all your lives there, you have to go back to the beginning and get back to that secret thing and then start. Yeah, some of those secrets you, are hard to get to. Just so yeah, like a one of the ones in the Noki Bay I was doing with the shell. Like it took me forever to fucking get there. And then I was playing that level until I ran out of lives, and then I was just I don't want to, I didn't want to play that anymore because I didn't want to get back to the shell because it was so hard to get. Is that there, the one you know? where the people are tossing you? That's the worst one. No, there's there's no tossing in it. It's, it's oh, just it's just a whole lot dang. of jumping. It's just a whole lot of jumping between the uh, rubber band things, uh-huh. you know, from one to another, and uh, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. I mean, I I'm, noticed uh, like anything that involves like bouncing on something in the in the in the uh, secret levels. Like Mario's, and we were saying the physics were messed up, but like, man, that's just like when you see it the most, how messed up those physics are. Like, he just like goes stiff and you're just like bouncing and like, it looks like, I don't know, it just looks like, it doesn't look like Mario. Mario always had like good physics to it. And that's always been a Mario thing. So like, <laughs> seeing this Thank just you. really ratty, ratty ass, like trampoline <laughs> physics sucks so much. If playing through 64 and Sunshine, you really appreciate Odyssey more. Or you're just like, mm-hmm. if they were to like remake these games, but with like Odyssey mechanics where you get the thing and you don't leave the area mm-hmm. and like the, cause like with, with 64, for example, right? You're, I was playing through 64 and I was remembering how like, cause you can play th- through a level in 64 and you can get a star, but it was like the fifth star in the order. Mm-hmm. Then you have to go back out, then go back in. And then find the right star for the order. Well, you, you auto- just, yeah, it automatically throws you out in sixty four. So then you got yeah. Except for the coin, the, the coins don't make you do that. And I was just yeah. like, could you imagine if like sixty four had just it would it wouldn't eject you from the level? Like the speed runs would be ridiculous. And yeah. I was just like, okay, so I kind of like are having a, a better appreciation for the for the moons how they're just mm-hmm. like literally just there. Then you go on to the next one instead of having to leave and go back yeah. in. Well, actually, Same thing with uh, yeah. sunshine. I'm actually kind of on the other side of that because I felt like the moons didn't mean as much because they mm-hmm. weren't like this whole thing. It was like, oh, cool, I found a moon in the ground, and there's another moon, and here's like three other moons. Like it right, there was 999 of them, right? Yeah, but I didn't. But I didn't. But you could buy. But you can them. buy as many. But you as could you just want. buy them all. Like I didn't. I didn't feel. 
on the opposite on the side of of Odyssey, I didn't feel like the moons meant like even like yep. twenty even twenty percent as much as not even a quarter of what the stars meant to me on on sixty four, you know, because it was mm. like a whole level based around that, and I liked how the level would change itself like the more stars you got, but I also like yeah. sixty four how you can that was actually one of my favorite things about sixty four is that you can a lot of the places you can get whatever star you want. At the beginning, you don't have to get the one that they tell you to get. You can go get a different mm-hmm. one. And that's how I would always play it when I would replay it is I would always go do the thing, the other thing that they don't tell me to do. And that, and that's fun for me. It'd be like, go do this. And I'll be like, no, I'm going to go do the other thing just because I know where they all are and you can get most of them. There are certain ones. It's like a small percentage. There's some that it has to be a certain way, the build of the level, but yeah, you can just kind of go and get whatever. And I thought that was really fun for me, you know, to be like, oh no, I'm going to go do this other one. And then I'll I'll get the first one last or something. You know, mm-hmm. I do stuff like that. That was just fun for me because I played the game so much, you know. How'd you guys feel about Galaxy? Yeah, I was going to say, we haven't talked about Galaxy yet. So, uh, Galaxy's still great. Yeah. I mean, Galaxy is you, I was gonna pretty say, good for what they're doing. With it's it. got some weird stuff in there. Like, but uh, I'm so, of, yeah. all the, of all the ones that I was worried about porting well, I'm surprised. Um, it's the one that surprises me the most in how well it plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pointing, the pointing is really strange. I, I don't like yes. this. Actually, kind of is what I imagined would happen if mm-hmm. there was like some pointer stuff on the PlayStation Three or something. <laughs> We're using the, you know, we use the dual the the shock like or something to point. Yeah. The, so the best thing about the like about dreams. the Wii, yeah, the Wii in general is like you could play it with your hands at your side, totally relaxed, mm-hmm. and so that pointer was off screen. But now, since you're using a controller and you're always pointing at the screen. There's the pointer on the screen all it the does, time. It does go away. Well, you can actually fast. you can actually tilt it. You can tilt it up, and then it'll go to the top of the screen. That's what I've been doing. And then it'll like, disappear. Yeah, but then you play like you're this conscious of like this. You have to be conscious of. Oh, I have to tilt the thing up, which mm-hmm. is not part of the game that you're actually playing. It, it also and it takes you out of it. It'll also disappear sometimes, which I noticed while you're playing it with the controller, and you'll have to hit the R button again to make it to make it come yeah. back the pointer. So that's kind of weird. But yeah, no, it's uh, and also uh on the subject of that, I was like, I wanted to play it with two Joy-Cons, you know, to make it feel more like Wii, you know, more like pointing. And uh, for some reason, mine don't work well at all. I don't know what – and these are like brand new Joy-Cons, so I don't know what – I don't know what it is, but it's it's super – it does not work. Like, it's all like – It probably all just o- doesn't work. It's like all over the place. But when I do it with a controller, it's fine. But if I do it with a Joy-Con, it doesn't work well at all. Like, it's super – it's super sketchy. I don't know. Yeah, it's and and it 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 basically makes me feel like the way it would be if you're playing the Wii and you're really far away from the sensor bar and it doesn't work well. Like that's that's what it felt like. Yeah. It felt like that, and mm-hmm. that, that kind of bummed me out because I'm like, well, I, maybe I can try to get like the Wii experience and use the Joy Cons, but they for me they just did not work. They did, did not work out well at all. You got to kind of move it around for a while, really slowly, and eventually, and it'll move okay for a little bit, but then it gets all like like all over the place and starts like spazzing out and. Yeah, so that was kind of a big thing, but at least there's a button now for you to spin. So there you go, they got that. <laughs> <laughs> there was that change, but no, yeah, the pointing is weird. The pointing still doesn't work great. Like you know, pointing in Switch games has never been good, and it's still not good. It's still like it's it still gets out of whack pretty pretty soon, you know. So you just have to keep hitting that button to I don't know. I saw I saw like a friend of the show uh, Edwin was putting some stuff on uh, NBC Group. He was saying that. He wishes that there was just no pointing in it, you know, because he never played Galaxy originally. So it's interesting to see people play it now who never played it before, and just you mm-hmm. know see how what they thought of it. It seems like he does he doesn't really care for it because <laughs> of because of the way the pointing is implemented. 
and it's just mm-hmm. weird to do it like through the controller. I mean, and yeah. all three of these games were made as you know, showpieces for the the controller for their yep. particular system. So yeah, point. that's the weirdest part of it all that you're playing three games that were meant to sell the systems they were on and those control methods. Yeah. Especially on something that doesn't have those control methods. Especially Galaxy. And and yeah. and if you if you have a Wii U and you don't really care about portability, I think the VC versions of Galaxy One and Two are much better on the Wii U. Which I have yeah. two on the Wii U. I have one I think I have one. I know I have one. I don't know if I have two. Then I, have no, one I think right I have here. one. I have one and two. <laughs> I have both of them on the Wii U. But I, I like it better because the Wii U could actually you could create Mies and use Mies for your icon for your for your file and you can't do that mm-hmm. in this one. You can only use the four icons that were given to you if you didn't have a me. So like you know you know how the planet would like look like your head when mm-hmm. you would pick it because you could make a me. You can't do that in this because there's no way to make me. So that, I felt like that was a big missed step also. So as far as that, if you have you know if you have other people playing the game and you want to share it and all that. Nintendo wants us to forget me so bad. Don't <laughs> do. You can still you can still use them. I mean you can still make them for your. Uh, for your profile, though, for the Switch, you just can't use them like in game. I don't know. Weird that they just dropped it, and they were so popular. Like, yeah, right. Right up until right up until the moment that that they decided to not have them anymore, they were so pop. Even on the Wii U, people you still saw me's in other corners of pop culture. People using them on the internet, so people like them. Why do they get rid of them? I don't know. Me Tomo, they had like yeah, <laughs> me Tomo, the yeah. game. and then one day they were just like, we're getting rid of this. And and I remember I posted, I want to find the image file, but like I posted a thing. It was like, what do you have to say today? And it was like, we're all going to die soon. A couple of days before they shut the service down. Yeah. So I came up with a list of updates that I would like. And that's why my quote at the top was a wing and a prayer, a uh, wing cap and a prayer rather. So I'll run down this real quick. So I think at a minimum, okay, they need to release an update for this game. They need to. At a minimum, you put Galaxy 2 in there. You invert the controls. Not, not going to happen but, on that one. No way. <laughs> They're not throwing Galaxy in there for free. No. Nintendo likes to make money. They, they, they don't give you games for free. This is what they're... I'm not saying this is what they're going to do. This is what they need to do according to my standards. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Galaxy 2, inverted controls, button remapping, GameCube controller support, widescreen support for Mario 64, download code so we can download the soundtracks on any device, and send us all those motherfucking pins. Yeah. <laughs> For an A rating, they would actually remaster the games, re-record the necessary dialogue. Uh, don't delete the So Long King Bowser. Just re-record it so it doesn't sound like oh, yeah. he's saying forget So Long say- Gay Bowser. I forgot right? to say that that's... You know, he says bye-bye when, when you when you throw, when you throw Bowser. Yep. He says bye-bye. For an A+, include behind-the-scenes footage. Never-before-seen documents. We're going to see them all anyway because there was the Nintendo leak. Like, Just put them on the package. Come on. Um, create some kind of companion book like you had for the, the 25th anniversary. At least they made a little booklet for the 25th anniversary. Yeah. This, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think you know, they, they, they could and should do all of this, but they won't. No. No, they won't. Like, it's... Yeah, I was so like I said when I got it, I was so excited to play Sunshine, and I was so bummed that the that the inverted controls are on there. Now, now that I played Sunshine for a while, it's not it's not that bad just because you don't have to aim that often, you know. So I've kind of got myself to get used to it, but I'm still not happy that that you can't play it the original way. It, yeah. If it was like a first person shooter, and then there was no inverted, then fuck it, you know. Then I couldn't play it at all. Like the same thing when I was mad about Jedi Outcast when I got that, and I couldn't play it the way I wanted to play it because I don't want to fucking 
be forced to play. You know, this isn't like Nintendo wasn't Nazis. They weren't before. They're not like forcing us to do their their own way. We should have options. We used to have options, but I don't know. It's it was it really bummed me out, and I was like, so I felt like I'd waste my money. I was like, I could have spent sixty bucks on something else. Like, fuck this. I have a I have an HD adapter for my Wii. I could totally play. I could totally play like Sunshine in three in HD, like it with the original controls. And I was kind of mad about it, but I've been playing it a little bit more, and I'm less mad. You know, it's cool. Um, honestly, when I was playing Galaxy again on the stream, like the first time I streamed it, I kind of I was kind of bored with the beginning of it. I was like sort of sort of bored with Galaxy. And I Galaxy still, starts out really slow. Yeah, when it was when it was new and it, it was exciting. Like, yeah, the first time you played it, like that. It, that that beginning was a great like gentle way of easing you into the weirdness of the the game but mm-hmm. yeah it's so boring at the beginning also uh whatever it is the observatory sucks i hate that thing i, I know i know <laughs> i know i said it before but the hub world the hub world yeah. yeah yeah and that's an, that's another problem with that game which is actually isn't that bad on 64 but when it's like i feel like there's a lot of times you get a star and then they pull you back out to fucking talk to uh rosalina and then mm-hmm. you got to go through all the fucking hoops that you did to, to go back to the, the thing yeah, yeah. yeah whereas like 64 they just drop you outside of the picture you just jump right into the picture you're good you know, but a lot of this was like, and and that was the main thing with Sunshine, where it's like a world within a world. So you got to go back in the thing, and then you got to go to the world. And this is only if you get a game over, but it's just, it's irritating. I, I liked how they streamlined too, where it's just, you know, the Super Mario spaceship was way cooler. Uh, you could you could look around it if you wanted to, but you didn't have to. You could just go to the next level. You could stay on the same level, keep getting the stars. Yeah. It was much more streamlined, yeah. So I mean that that's my that's my big thing. Is I love I love Hub Worlds. And you know they're not they're not perfect in any of these games, but I don't know. There's something about the old Mario Hub World that wasn't in in uh, Odyssey that you know I really missed. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was kind of weird that it wasn't in Odyssey because there wasn't even a map to go. There was there. I don't know. But your um, Hub World was your ship itself, pretty yeah. much. But also, I mean, I don't. I don't like. The, I don't like the observatory. I don't like the way you have to walk a long way from another thing to another. I, I found that really annoying. So I don't mind it too much, yeah. but I could see but, yeah. it being annoying. I think that this is where the nostalgia goggles kick in for yeah. me. And I'm like, well, you know, this isn't something I can complain about in this edition of the game because it, it's the way the original game was. Yeah. And so I know I've been, you know, I haven't been bitching a lot about these conversions, but I, I have bitched enough to like, to feel like I should at least say, you know, I've played a lot of these games, this collection, so I'm at a uh, 36, or yeah, I'm at 36 stars in uh, Mario 64. Uh, I have 15 in Sunshine, and I have 30 in Galaxy. So I've been trying to at least like unlock a bunch of levels so I could run around and try all the different mechanics and stuff. And and so I still plan on trying to get through all three of these games on this collection. Why, whether or not I 100% them is another story. But I mean, I would for maybe what, for what it is, yeah. it still is pretty amazing that I could play this on my Switch. Yeah. I mean, it, it's great for portability, but I'm not really in a position that I'm traveling much anymore, you know, because of quarantine and all that stuff. So I like the quick switch out between the three. Like for me, playing all three at the same time has been oh, kind yeah. of a joy because yeah. you can just be like, well, I'm, you know, I'm frustrated with this point in the game. I'm just going to play the other one and try to get one of those other ones that I was frustrated about. Yeah. And so yeah, you can currently just, I'm yeah. kind of at like an impasse on all three of them where maybe not in Galaxy because Galaxy doesn't really get that way until pretty late, but. Uh, 64 also i think i think sunshine really kind of like <laughs> you, 
you can get stuck pretty quick in that as far as like oh yeah, yeah. each of the levels is a is the thing you don't really want to play oh yeah and speak speaking of that so I, i've got like yeah. the sandbird thing is pissing me off oh yeah <laughs> i was stuck i didn't i never beat the sandbird i had that same instance where i and i, and I can't even believe yeah. that i still have to do the watermelon contest after that oh my god oh no not the watermelon contest. yeah i haven't done that yet <laughs> but i do remember that yeah and the robo ducks we, we call them the robo ducks the oh flippy guys yeah i hate those dudes so much. Yeah. I'm recording myself when I attempt that just because I want to have an actual video of me beating the melon level. <laughs> yeah. There there was there was one that I remember being like so angry about when I was in high school. It was in Wet Dry World for the 64 one and it's the one where there's the star at the top and you have to like stand on the on the platform. The platform starts moving down, you have to jump all the way down and then go in this thing and wait for the platform to land and then jump back uh, on it and go the way all the way up to the star. I did that in one fucking time. I was so proud of myself. Like I, that was like one of the hardest stars I remember. I remember like being so mad at it where I almost, almost broke my controller, you know, when I was, when I was a teenager, you know, and, and I did it, and I did it on the stream and I did it in one fucking time and I could not believe it. Like I was like, no fucking way. Like first time I did it because I was never able to do that. So I mean, sometimes you get lucky on them, but Starbird, yeah, that one was not, or Sandbird was not doing, I never, I didn't get it. Like I, I was, I was playing it and I got frustrated. And I, well, also I got a game over. I didn't want to go back and find it, even though it's not that far, hard to find. And when a pretty piranha it. is flying around, that part sucks. I got oh, that yeah. on my first try too. I didn't Did think you that really? Was that bad. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. The second PD piranha. I've actually only tried once, but mm. I just remembered how frustrating it was and just quit playing. Yeah, some people having a hard time. Oh. Well, well, people, inverted people who wanted to play who. Mm-hmm. you know wanted to play it the original way that it was i think the inversion's yeah. a big reason why i'm having so much trouble with it well everybody you know everybody here everybody who's listening to this who bought the game you know nintendo's gonna send you a fucking survey and when they do you let them know like make sure and let them know that they need to include inverted aiming in there and of course all the other things that john said but most importantly yep. tell them that they gotta bring fucking inverted aiming back god yes. damn it maybe maybe if they get enough uh i was hoping that they get enough complaints that they would do something but that doesn't you know, Nintendo doesn't need to do that. That's what sucks is they people will buy their shit regardless. So it's like they don't have to, but they should. They should actually like make us feel better about spending money on their stuff. I don't know. Yeah. And also, I don't know if you guys played Galaxy in, in handheld, but it kind of sucks because you have to run yeah, your finger around the right. screen to get all the star pieces. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of them reminding me that I can use a touch screen, but otherwise I haven't tried. Yeah. I wanted I wanted to play it in all the different versions just so I would know know what to bitch about when uh, when we got to it on here and yeah it's it's not it, Galaxy's not great on handheld it's yeah it, and it's weird that they wouldn't just I mean you could tilt it like why don't they let you tilt it in aim no you got to touch it with your hand and you got to tap on things to shoot them and and I did one of those levels where you have the thing that like blows the bubble around and I was doing that on the touch screen and it was so weird it didn't feel right <laughs> it did not feel right to me at all but. I don't know. It's it. I figured it was going to be clunky from the beginning. It's a shame they didn't do extra with it. If they would have remastered it like the Spyro and Crash one, you know that they would make us spend sixty dollars per game if they actually went into that detail of it. So, because just because that's how Nintendo would is, they would release them all separately. Be like, here is our. I would have rather that happened. Yeah. I don't, a, a lot cool. of a lot of people have been like throwing a fit about the seventy dollars games for like PlayStation Five and all that. I would gladly play seventy. I would gladly pay seventy dollars for this if it had inverted aim. I would pay an extra ten dollars for, <laughs> for the inverted aim. So I, I don't. 
Give us a ten dollar yeah. DLC that's just inviting yeah. <laughs> and includes I, pins. God yeah, I, yes, please. I would. Well, we st- we still got we still got to cover this direct, so maybe we should move on from this. But is there anybody? Uh, is there anything you guys want to say? Like, uh, just I do want to mention Nintendo tangentially related. Someone got Super Mario sixty four running on the Sega Dreamcast natively. We still don't have that on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we do, but it's. Does it have widescreen? <laughs> Dreamcast one. Nintendo had a mini direct. Uh, there were a couple directs, but the main thing from the mini direct is Monster Hunter. As we talked about earlier, there is a new Monster Hunter coming to the Nintendo Switch, and I'm pretty pumped about it. I, uh, I've, I've heard people talk up and down about Monster Hunter, like how much they like Monster Hunter, and I've tried. I tried it a couple times. I had Monster Hunter try for Wii and Wii U. I got both of them. Uh, I also had Monster Hunter Four for, for 3DS. Right? I don't know if it did. Yeah, I, I never tried it. it. But, um, yeah, I never really got into Monster Hunter. Did you play on Monster Hunter much, David? Uh, so the, the joke that came up with me and my friends is um, I have this running unintentional habit of supporting the Monster Hunter franchise every game, but yeah. also not playing it past two months. Oh, no. Because <laughs> uh, I say Monster Hunter is an occupation. It's not a game. Sure. Um, which, cause that, that game is so damn long. Mm-hmm. It's like an, it's literally an evergreen title. So like we happened with worlds it happened with generations ultimate on the switch and it's going to happen with rise, but rise looks really good because it has a mix of things from world and, um, generations ultimate mm-hmm. in there. So I'm, I'm really excited to play it and most likely stop playing it again. So, yeah. <laughs> I, it's going to be great. I want to get, I want to try to see. What what I what I was always told is that I was playing it wrong because I never really did the multiplayer and I and it's all about the multiplayer. You don't play Monster Hunter multiplayer? I didn't play it in the multiplayer, no, because oh, nobody child. nobody was oh. playing it on Wii when I got it. You know, oh, on the Wii, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I had it for Wii and Wii U and 3DS, and it was kind of hard to find people on all three of those versions. So I mean, it was that was kind of how I was, but I'm I'm like eighty percent sure that I'm going to get this game on launch day. I'm going to try really hard to like it because I think it. I like a lot of the stuff in there. Like, it has a lot of, like, Breath of the Wild. Like, you can climb everything. I love that it's, like, fucking Spider-Man now. You got that fucking mm-hmm. bug that you can, like, swing. Yeah, mobility is great. Yeah, no, it, the wire bug. It's basically Spider-Man. Like, they, they basically mm-hmm. made it so you can make Spider-Man, but but uh, but uh Monster Hunter. But I kind of feel the same way as I did about uh, Hyrule Warriors, like we were saying earlier, where I want it to be – I want it to be a little bit – you know, I want it to be a little bit more about exploration and not just fighting monsters. It's, it's kind of it's kind of what I want with it. I know that fighting monsters is a big part of it. Obviously, it's in the title, but there should be. I mean, since you can climb everything, there should be some stuff that you can find. Like maybe a little bit more emphasis on exploration is kind of what I'm you looking know, Monster for. Monster Hunter World. That was one of the big things with that was all the areas were more open because in Generations Ultimate or uh, Monster Hunter, uh, whatever it was before that. 
uh, all the areas were broken into zones. So it's like you could be fighting a monster mm-hmm. and then it could tail whip you into the other area and then you have a little like five second loading yeah. screen and then you reload. Yeah. You have to go back in and reload and then fight the monster again. But now it seems like it, they managed to figure out the engine to where the whole area can just be open area. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about that gathering materials and stuff and fighting monsters should be a lot more tolerable that's why i'm excited about the the palamutes which are the wolves that you can ride yeah. and also the wire bug swinging because that'll make getting from point a to point b more fun and also just navigating will be a lot more a lot easier to do especially because when you're riding on the dog um you don't use stamina so they're basically yeah. just like yeah if you need to go anywhere that's not fighting a monster just ride the dog yeah, no. That, yeah. That's speaking of the engine on this game. They actually confirmed that it, Res- it is Evil. Capcom's Resident Evil engine. Oh, so it okay. maybe it'll maybe it'll actually control a little bit more like that if you like those games. Uh, yeah, it sounded like the new Resident Evil engine, like the Resident Evil Two remake mm-hmm. engine, like that type of mm-hmm. thing. Because they okay. said because they were talking about like being surprised that they could use it on the Switch because it was from like a higher, you know, like a more next that generation explains. system. That explains all, that. all the typewriters that were in the video. <laughs> Yeah. And what you were saying, uh, David, like, that's the same thing. It's like, I, I, it always irked me, like, when you'd have to, like, wait for the, wait for the loading, like, in between every section. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you get knocked out of one section, you gotta wait for a load, you gotta go back, wait for the load, like, the monster not, may not be in the same spot, or maybe you went to another section. And I, it, it, it seems more appealing now where everything's connected and you can go from one area to another. And also, there was a, there was a Monster Hunter direct, like, right after the mini direct. That where they got into more stuff. So in single player, you can carry two characters with you. Like you can have two dogs or two cats, like however you want to do it, or a dog and a cat. And when you more support class now, yeah, yeah. The the uh, what what are they called? The palicos. The, yeah, and uh, the palamute I thought was kind of cute. It's a malamute, mm-hmm. but he's your friend. He's a palamute. Yeah. He's your pal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's your pal. And uh, yeah, no, you can do that. And when you're doing the multiplayer, you can actually have the the palico or the, or the palamute with you like one you can have one of mm-hmm. each of them in your group so that's cool i don't know if they were doing that before maybe they did it for world i never played world i just know a little bit of uh four and played a demo of generations and all that yeah they did the same thing in worlds only uh they did they didn't oh the cats could have both attack and support class but mm-hmm. i guess they uh decided to make the dogs attack and the cats support the, so you can choose to have one or the other or two of each when you're solo or whatever. So yeah, the base, I remember which monster game I tried, but it was I think it was two years ago. Ultimate in a, in a yeah. demo, it might have been Ultimate. Or, yeah, I think it was Generations but, Ultimate. But but what turned me off immediately was I just felt like I was overwhelmed by menu options. Like the, mm-hmm. it was all menus, menus, menus everywhere. Yep. And I just wanted it to be more of an action game. Mm-hmm. And so if this is more of an action game, less menu management and that kind of stuff, maybe it will interest me. Yeah. I'll- so that's like um that's one thing that's been with the Monster Hunter franchise since like even like try on the on like on the Wii and like Wii U and stuff like that. Um one thing that a lot of Monster Hunter fans are kinda happy about because the more mainstream or like hardcore games, like Generations Ultimate and prior to that, all of those were on like the three DS and stuff like that. And since it seems like they're kind of going in that direction, like at least with the art style anyway, um, or rise, it seems like they might end up going back in that direction. Yeah. So like a lot of my friends who are like really big in a monster hunter, they're just happy that it seems like, cause with, uh, worlds in comparison, that one did a lot more tutorial and explaining things versus like generations ultimate, for example. Mm-hmm. So we're wondering if they're going to 
have more tutorial and actually like tell you how things work rather than just throwing you in and telling you to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I felt I felt like a lot of the ones that I tried was was kind of like that. It's just like go do things, and I'm like, I don't know how to. Yeah, chase like, this big. I don't know what to do. It's like go do. Yeah, stuff. chase this boss all over the place. Like, it's immediately like kind of what I got from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. I'm I'm a. Yeah, I'm I'm more optimistic about this than I am the Hyrule Warriors game, and I I kind of want to. I want to be, I don't know, I could be the ambassador of, of the show for Monster Hunter Rise because mm-hmm. I hear people like talk about it so lovingly and like I've always wanted to like have it click for me. It's like one of those things that like people just like love the series mm-hmm. and I don't understand it. And this, I'm really intrigued by the control on this. I think it looks awesome. Like I love, I love Spider-Man, you know, and I, I could just, I could, I could be Spider-Man and a Monster Hunter at the same time. Why not? Yeah. I'll I mean, isn't, everybody. isn't a huge appeal of the game like making, Equipment, yeah, like, it's yeah, by harvesting a very grindy it. Game. Yeah, very grindy game. so it is grindy. It's grindy, but you don't level up. Like you're leveling up is by getting new equipment, right? It's by like getting, mm-hmm. taking stuff from monsters and creating stuff from it. Which actually, mm-hmm. I mean, Breath of the Wild like stole a lot of shit from uh from Monster Hunter. Like I kind of felt the same thing where you take the monster monster parts and you make potions and other stuff with it. Like that's Monster Hunter. Like, yeah, if you take, if you were to be high level and just take all your gear off, you're the same level as like as you started. Just got yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of it's about like, yeah, you you destroyed this huge monster, so you have this better armor now, and that's basically what you're showing people is that you are this great of a player because you were able to collect things to make this like crazy armor that would give you mm-hmm. higher levels. That's kind of how you do it. You level it through it. Level does it have an economy? Like in, does it have an economy in the sense that like? You could have really nice equipment and then like give it to someone. Uh, you that... can never really give people drops or anything. It's okay. mainly, oh, you, have, you, you need have to this get it. drop. Yeah. We're going to keep fighting this monster until you get it. It could okay. take 40 minutes. It could take three hours. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they maybe made that a little better in Worlds, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, It sounds like Rise is going to maybe be something in between like generations and world like maybe like a happy medium but i'm just i'm happy that the switch is getting its own like exclusive monster hunter you know this has been something that's been rumored for years where people are talking about maybe something like a little bit underworld that'll be like switch's own thing and uh yeah it it looks cool it's crazy to think we're like almost into the fifth year of the switch yeah and uh another cool thing about riding on the dog is you can also eat food while you're riding the dog so there you go That you don't lose any of your stamina, but you can also eat stuff while, while you're on the dog. So I thought that was funny. Nice. They, Is there a dining dining car dog in the back? Yeah, they they pointed that out that you can eat like chicken legs and stuff while you're while you're driving around. Uh, there's there's new there's new monsters. Um, Mag Magnamalo is the main one, but there's also Aknosum, Great Izuchi, and uh, Tetra Nadon. I don't really know any of these monsters. The fact that so. they keep coming up with designs for monsters after all this time is ridiculous. If you were to go on, like, if you were to just Google, like, all the list of Monster Hunter monsters and just see them all lined up, there's, like, at least, I think there's probably a hundred by now. Yeah. I think. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. they keep making them. It's great. Well, they they do new ones for every every new release, right? Like, Mm -hmm. every sequel has a different one. So, the only one I really know is Rathalos, because he's in Smash Brothers, so, (laughs) In, in the background, but... But yeah, and and I guess that that sort of like transitions into the next thing, 
that's that's happening with that. Oh, and and another thing that's really cool with this Monster Hunter Rise, and I don't know if World can do this, but the monsters will fight each other. Like you can get them to fight. Yeah, each they other. did that in World. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like I, that reminds. That's like a, you could do that in Doom, where you get the demons to fight each other. Like I, I just thought that was neat. That it's like they kind of will do their own thing. Like if you're there or not, like you can get mm-hmm. them to fight the each other. The turf wars like, are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there'd be some really cool encounters for that. Yeah, I, I thought that was really neat, but uh. Oh, yeah, there's also Amiibo. There's, like, three Amiibos that are coming out. Oh, yeah, those look nice. Get a Palamute, uh, Palamute, Magnamalo, and Palico. I definitely want a Palico Amiibo. I just want, like, the little cat character and all that. I almost forget that Nintendo makes Amiibos because they still don't really have too many uses for them, but they're mainly just collectible figurines to me at this point. Well, this one, you can actually get some some armor from them, from scanning them in the game. So it does do stuff. Which is nice. Yeah, I forget that they do stuff, and a lot of games don't do anything with them. But they're still they're still trudging on. They're still making still making those amiibos like way after way after the fact. I'm just good good on good on you, Nintendo. Still pushing that amiibo stuff. But speaking of like all the monsters in Monster Hunter, they're also making a Monster Hunter Stories too, which is basically like Pokemon with uh, Monster Hunter monsters. So I was really intrigued by the 3DS one. I played a demo of it. But I would I would get into it more as a Switch game because you can play it on same, the TV yeah. and all that. So I'm really excited about it. And they're supposed to interact with each other. They're supposed to be in the same world and all that, like uh, Rise and Monster Hunter Stories. So You'll probably get like some skins or yeah. in-game items for having the save files on your Switch or something. Yeah, so it's it, I'm excited for both of them, and it's making 2021 look like a pretty solid year. Like with uh with like this game mixed with like uh the the Shin Megami Tensei stuff that's coming out. Like, yeah, we're gonna have some really good like uh, action RPG stuff in there. You know, which I use RPG for for Monster Hunter lightly because I know it's not really an RPG, mm-hmm. but uh, Monster Hunter Stories too is. So there you go. But no, I mean, yeah, I'm Monster ex- Hunter Stories art style looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also recognize one of the voices is the voice of Bernadette from uh from fire Emblem, so using oh, cool. using some of those uh english voices back and forth so i'm excited about it uh it's yeah it's it's supposed to be rathalos is where is missing a uh, wyvern girl has the rathalos egg you know i don't know I, I was a lot of people really liked monster hunter stories one so i'm intrigued by monster hunter stories two yeah it was big enough where it even got like an anime adaptation in japan plus some extra merch and stuff like that even some uh, standalone on Japan only amiibos. Too, yeah, I was so. gonna say, yeah, there were amiibo as well that didn't come out here that was for Monster Hunter Stories. So yeah, it was big on the on the on the three DS one. So I'm excited to try it. Uh there's a new fitness boxing coming out. This is all in the in the mini direct. Uh now you can do it without boxing. Uh cool. I never really played any of those games, but <laughs> it's on there. There's nine new trainers. We don't really have to talk much about that because I don't know anything about it. But uh, I know Jeremy, the the Disgaea, he's he's the number one Disgaea fan. Is really excited mm. to uh, he's the Disgaea <laughs> to see uh, Disgaea six coming out. I was just kidding because I know you got Disgaea five and didn't play it. This is one of those weird times where, uh, and it's happened before. I think you've had it happen with your software tray where I own it and I haven't played it in so long. Like all of a sudden, it showed up in like one of my top software positions, like on my my home menu. And it says free, you know, free to play or whatever. And oh, and like, you already have it. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute, I bought this shit. And why is this doing like on my home menu? Like, I haven't played this for years. Yeah. I guess that's just what it does when you own a, a copy of something that's free to play. It did. You said yeah. it happened to you for arms, right? Uh, Yeah. And it did it for Celeste also. There's like a Celeste trial. That's right. It did happen with Celeste. Yeah. And it said that for me for that. I don't know. Uh, this guy, uh, a lot of people really like it. I've never really played it, but it's there's a there's a free trial for Disgaea Five. You can play it now until the 29th. So 
check that out. It's you know it's like Fire Emblem, uh, Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy Tactics, Final right? Fantasy That's what Tactics, it looks like. Yeah. yeah, it was coincidental timing for that because my friend actually got like a humble bundle for like Sky, uh, I think three, two, three, and four mm-hmm. um, on PC. So he's been playing those, and then they dropped six, and he's like, "Well, here we go." Yeah, perfect timing. So. Yeah, he's just like, because it used to be, uh, I think, only like 2D animated sprites, but mm-hmm. now they're busting in a 3D uh, territory with the characters. So oh, it's sure, yeah. really cool seeing the difference with that. Yeah, and I know like Disgaea 1, I think, was released on Switch as well. Like they re-released that one, like a yeah. remastered version or full whatever game of the year or something like that. But 6 is a Switch exclusive, huh? Yeah, but 6 is a Switch exclusive right now, uh, summer 2021. So there we go. Just going to show all the... Uh... The strength of all these different franchises on the Switch yeah, versus yeah. everything else. For sure. Uh, more Empire of Sin stuff. The uh, Al Capone simulator. Uh, Goldie and the Fortune Tellers are on there. You can pre-order it now for bonus missions and gangsters and stuff. I'm not really... I don't know about that game. I'll wait till, wait till it comes out. Sniper Elite 4. No interest in that. Never played any of the other ones. <laughs> it's a, it's coming out. A World War II is back. Sort of put down. You know, they used to make a bunch of those games. Now yeah, World War II games were like all yeah. the rage on the PS1. Yeah. Uh, the Long Dark survival game. It looked, looked kind of interesting. It's on sale still, I think, for like a couple more days. It's like 30 bucks, though. I don't, I don't want to throw that much money into something I'm not So really, it's like a really hardcore sure survival of. game where you lose everything if you die? I guess. But there's like an endless uh, permadeath survival mode that you can do, too. Oh, maybe that's what you're mentioning here. Yeah. Okay. So there is an option where you can do like hardcore mode. Yeah, where you just play it. There's like no story. It's just you like trying to survive for however long. But I, I the visuals look really nice in this game. That's one of the ones that I was interested in. Yeah, I saw. I watched like a little bit of a review of it on YouTube, and yeah, they're saying the story was really good. But they kind of do the same thing as uh, under the Jolly Roger. They just throw you into it with no tutorial and just expect you to figure it out. It's like they don't really fuck around with that. They're like, here's the game. Uh, try not to die. So. Uh, there's a little bit thing about PGA Tour 2K21, which came out like two months ago on the eShop, but now they have a physical <laughs> release. So there you go. <laughs> it, it came out a while ago in the eShop, but yeah, now it's physical, and that, they put that in there. Uh, Hades was uh, available now. Jeremy got that one. We already talked about it, so we don't need to say much more about I'm that. I'm interested in that one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Balan Wonderland is the Yuji Naka game. It looks looks like a mix of... Looks uh, like Knights. Knights meets uh, Sonic, 3D Sonic yeah, somewhat. Yeah, creator, so yeah. Yeah. Um, it's coming out the same day as Monster Hunter Rise. Like, I feel like that's, that's a pretty, a, that's a pretty bold, yeah, that's a pretty bold decision there. Maybe they didn't know about it at the time, but mm-hmm. I'm still interested in both of them. I'm really interested in the Wonder World game. I think it looks cool. Um, there's it, two. It, it seems like a lot in one game because because uh, I was looking at some info on it. They're like, there's 80 costumes but each costume is a power up and also the also like looking at the gameplay it looked a little rough at yeah. least right now so rough around like the edges they, they polished that up really well before releases but i'm still gonna pick it up though i really like the premise of it and also the visual style and everything so and i, I like yuji naka i like a lot of his games mm-hmm. you know that i've played like there's actually what uh, i mean he did didn't he didn't he do the um fuck there was some Hatcher. Billy Hatcher, yeah, that's another one that I always yeah. wanted. But I mean, I've all played, the original games from them are really good. Yeah, we we also, you know, we also did a, an episode about Sonic and Yuji Naka and all that on our Patreon. We talked about that stuff. But I played a lot of his games and liked a lot of the stuff that he's done. So I mean, I'm just interested in. It. There's a two player co op as well. I don't know if it's online, but that's cool. It's always cool when there's a two player co op where you can play through a game with two people. I always think that's nice. Uh, Rune Factory Five. I've That's always wanted. I've always wanted to play Rune Factory, and I remember it being like hinted at a little bit before, 
mm-hmm. now we actually see it. Like it's got it was a like last year, I think. Yeah, it's got an anime intro music. It's got all, it, all the characters look cool. I'm really excited in playing into playing that game because I always I was super intrigued by Rune Factory <laughs> way back in the Wii time, but I just didn't have enough money to just like you know I didn't have enough money to just throw my money into it on a test, so I never. But it was got just it. like. It was basically promised as like uh, Harvest Moon with dungeon crawling, right? Yeah, and that, like, that, origi- like originally, which is yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah, it's it's like you can you can uh, you can farm, but you, there's also like a whole story as well. Like you know, there's an RPG attached to farming, and I like that idea. The and idea then you can both, have the monsters yeah. work on your farm. Yeah, so it looks cool, and I know, and a lot of people were really waiting for something to happen of it, and it finally did. So, and that's another thing for next year. But like I said, 2021's. Yeah, and you can ride some sheep, and your main characters uh, have lost their memories, so they have amnesia and all that. And yeah. you can ride sheep. I love my extra notes that I put on here. <laughs> I mean, who knows? You, you you lose your memory. Maybe the first thing you think is, uh, if I ride that sheep. It'll help you. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm interested in Rune Factory. And, of course, uh, by no one's surprise, uh, Ori and the Will, Will of, what is it? Will of the Wisps. Or, Ori and, yeah, the Will of the Wisps is out now. It was like a drop, like, oh, it's here right now. You know, it was like a drop as of right now an amazing game have you played it i uh i beat it uh earlier this year on xbox game pass mm-hmm. for pc oh, okay and uh yeah i would highly recommend checking this game out uh especially if you play the first ori i would probably recommend you play the first story before playing this one mm-hmm. uh because it literally just picks up right where the last one left off story wise mm-hmm. um probably I, w- I would probably say that ori and the will of the wisp is Probably my top three favorite, or at least like my second favorite or first favorite Metroidvania on Switch uh, next to Hollow Knight, probably. Okay. Yeah. Because like I love how Ori controls. He's so acrobatic and like his agility is so really well done. He's like a monkey squirrel thing. And it's, and also the combat's a lot better too. Because in the first game, it was like you had like this projectile thing that you would shoot. Mm -hmm. But in um, Will of the Wisp, you get. Um, like different melee weapons you can use. Hmm. So you get like a hammer or like a spear or um, some other type of uh, abilities you can get. So yeah, really good, really good game. It, it's kind of one of those things that's been like in my mind is something that I hope to get at some point. Cause I played the demo for, um, for the first one for Ori in the blind forest and that demo, man, it hits fucking hard. Like they hit you like, Right off the bat, it's like everything's serious. Like if mm-hmm. I, I recommend everybody play the demo for the first one if you haven't played it, because it's and I really like the demo. I really like the way the game played, like the way it moved. But it was just mm-hmm. I couldn't find, I don't know, I couldn't find room to to fit it into all the other games I was trying to play. So I just didn't get to it yet. But thankfully, they're releasing a physical version that has both of them on there. So if anybody wants to like get into it, you get you get it one looks and two. So good. It looks so good. The physical, that collector's edition. Oh yeah, yeah. Beautiful. It's a nice package. And it's done. It's done by I am Eight Bit. I get a lot of uh, emails from them because yeah. I bought like records and shit from them. So it's it's cool. Yeah, uh, Ori dot I am Eight Bit dot com. So you can or Ori dot I am dot Eight Bit dot com. It's like a hundred twenty dollars or something, or a hundred thirty dollars or something like that. Yeah. But like you were saying, uh, you know, have Nintendo learn something from them about and that's not even those games aren't even that old it's just like a just packaging special edition together. with a lot of cool like artwork and stuff and all that in there mm-hmm. nintendo really didn't didn't never did much of that like maybe an occasional cd you know see i know you know, seeing the first else. ori on the switch was a huge surprise like you know i don't know i guess not that surprising because what didn't we get cuphead before that yeah we did yeah we didn't get rare replay but we pretty much gotten like 
the good Xbox exclusives at this point. So like, yeah. but yeah, the, but will the wisp like wasn't surprising. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's like, well, we already got the first one, so We know we're going to get the sequel eventually. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, at it least, looks incredible. At least it's a lot sooner than, than I thought. So mm-hmm. there you go. I played a little bit of the first one actually on the Xbox mm-hmm. with a friend that had it a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. I didn't get to play much of it, but I liked what I played of it. There was also there's also a so there were like three directs. There was like the Monster Hunter direct, there's the direct mini, and there was also like an a Nintendo Life Indie showcase. We don't have to spend that much time on it, but there was some pretty cool stuff that was in there. I kind of went through there and like made some notes. Like John went through and put everything on here, which I appreciate because it was like a half hour direct. Oh, no problem. Anton Ball Deluxe was the first one. It looks like this kind of old school like Mario Brothers one, uh mixed with uh breakout sort of a multiplayer game. Yeah, and racquetball. Like, the characters running around basically playing racquetball and trying to hit the opposite side's breakout blocks. It looks really cool, I think. Yeah, I was, I was kind of intrigued by it. It's a... Yeah, it was like... um Yeah, it looks it looks interesting. It's a... Of course, you know, all of these, I think, are 20... Well, there's a couple that are coming out this year, but it's something I, you know, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that was cool. I'll think about looking at it later. Also, uh, Hatch, which is made by the same guys who did Mutant Muds, you can tell because, like, the... Kind of the um, the sprites look the same, you know, like the hatch same. Hatch tails, yeah, hatch tails. And uh, I'm wondering about that one because I bought Mutant Muds and I just thought that game was hard as shit and I just could not play it. So I, I so I just kind of shelved it after that. But the hatch one looks kind of cool. I don't know. It, it's like I said, it depends on how hard it's going to end up being and whatever else is out at the time. But I was somewhat intrigued by it. Uh, Hyper Brawl tournament. It was like a. It looked like a, what Power Stone meets Smash TV is what you put on here. It was like a, mm-hmm. it looked kind of like a top down, almost Rocket League, but smaller kind of is like what, what I got from it. It's kind of like one I'm probably never going to get, but it is coming out this, <laughs> this year, uh, October. Pixel Junk's Eden 2. Those Pixel, Pixel Junk games were always fun. I played a good amount of them on PS3 and I thought they were really cool. Like this looks like a psychedelic swingy around game. Looks, looks kind of cool. Mercenary Blaze, that's like a Fire Emblem-style game, has pretty cool uh, sprites and all that. It, it actually kind of reminded me more of Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's still like a tactics game, all in Japanese. I was just surprised by like all the games that were on this thing. Yeah, some of them look pretty good looking. Like overall, I think the quality. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just slapped you know Nintendo Indie World on this, I probably wouldn't notice the difference. I think these are all pretty good looking. And they have the same cadence too, like a, like a director yeah. would do, like where they're like, you know, they they some of them they talk about, some of them they don't, and it's like kind of da da da. But uh, this one, I think John and I we were both interested in the next one, uh, Curse of Life, the <laughs> the 3D Egyptian puzzle game that kind of looks like looks like maybe it could be a 64 game, but a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, it looks really moody. Like yeah, yeah the visuals all, almost kind of reminded me like if you put super hot in Egypt. Yeah. 
So, it, yeah, it's very stylish, very cool. Um, I'm intrigued by this game. I think this is probably it's this or the cat game that we'll talk about later. That that is my most <laughs> yeah uh, wanted game. Yep. Yeah. No, I think Curse of Life looks cool. I you know I like old school uh, first person uh, adventure shooters, whatever. It looks like that kind of graphic style that I like, like the low poly. So I'm into that. Uh, tens. It's a dice puzzle adventure. I'm not playing that game, but it might be cool to some people. I don't know if you like it. You know, cool. Good for you. Uh, Mind Seas is actually a Metroidvania that I thought looked really looked really cool. It's supposed to come out like in September, so it's got to come out in like the next week or two. But I like the way the sprites look, like the HD sprites, like that type of thing. So that one's a possibility. Pure Pool, a whole pool game. I was actually kind of intrigued in it because the offerings in pool that we've gotten through like Clubhouse Games and other stuff is so minimal that if it was like a whole a pool game with a bunch of shit on it and actually has online mode and all that, then maybe it'll be, you know, maybe be cool. something I'll look into. It all, it all kind of depends on the price. If it's like $40, no, but if it's 20 bucks, maybe, you know, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're also, there's a poker game that's coming out as well that I'm interested in just because of the limited amount of poker that we had on clubhouse. You know, I want yeah. something that we could play more online or like do more Texas Hold'em, like where we run out of money and, you know, you can only do so many rounds on that. So, I was kind of intrigued, intrigued by both of those. Uh, Cake Bash kind of looks like a kind of looks like a what what the was that one game that you played a bunch uh, Fall Fall Guys mm-hmm. kind of looks like that, but uh, that kind of style. But you're cake, yeah. But you're a cake, but it's like Mario Party mini games, you know. Like it's that looks like it's could be one. That's, Remember um, Dumb Ways to Die, that iPhone game. Kind of looks like that, but you took you take that, and make it three D, like it, those style of characters. Yeah, my mom played that game. That's, that's, that's all I remember of it. Potion Permit, that's another, like... There, there's, like, so many games that are, like, Rune Factory in this, where I'm just like, I just will wait for Rune Factory. This is another, mm-hmm. like, Harvest Moon thing where you get to do other shit. Uh, <laughs> Mystica RPG that makes you... That makes things up as you go. Actually, that one looked kind of cool. It's like a roguelike RPG that kind of looks like a Zelda game, like a, like a you know, like a top-down action game, but everything kind of changes every time. You're a different character. There's different places to go to. That one looked kind of intriguing to me. Kateria Fables, the cat crafting farming thing. Like I said, it's another another Rune Factory thing with cats in there. There you go. Uh, Owls. Skipped one. Picantier T. Oh, Picantier, yep. Oh, Picantier, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Game Boy color-looking Zelda crafted game. Yeah, you can attack ducks. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, that one looks fine. Whatever. I I remember so much of it that I skipped it. Uh, <laughs> then there's, there's a cat game. There's Owl's Legacy... Which are River City style graphics. Um, I don't know. The Metroidvania. Yeah. Alone with You, Deep Space Edition. That looked kind of cool just because I like the way the graphics looked. Yeah, they're like cool pastel, um, quasi illustrated looking graphics. Yeah. Victory Heat Assault. This uh, game looks cool. Yeah, no, that, that one looks awesome because of the, the Mode 7 style. It actually kind of reminds me of Konami Crazy Racers, which was a Game Boy Advance game that I got for Wii U as a virtual console and it that game was fucking cool. It was hard but it was really cool. And it had like characters from Castlevania in it and like uh Mystical Ninja and like all these other like weird Konami. You could actually be the ship from Gradius. I thought that was cool. <laughs> you know, you can like race as the fucking ship. That was that was fun. But yeah, no, it kinda reminds me of that. That one's definitely on my list. I'll be looking for that because you know I love I love racers, so I'm into that. Uh Ever Ever Forward, that had a really cool artistic style as well, story driven puzzle game. Interested in that? Uh, Cathedral looked good. Looked a lot like Shovel Knight. 
It looks, yeah, yeah, a lot like Shovel Knight. But I mean that and that You're not having like knights with horns. A shovel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it looks like it might be fun. I don't know. A lot of these are like it depends on when it's coming out and what else is happening, you know. But mm-hmm. that's kind of a lot of the indies for me, unless it's something that like really strikes a chord, like you know, like uh, Mode Seven Racing, you know. Which, which Sometimes with like all some of these like indie showcases or whatever, like seeing a whole bunch of games back to back to back, you're just like another side scroll or another pixel, but like unless. Usually with right. me, with certain, like, indie stuff, it's, like, the art style has to be very unique, and, like, the gameplay has to be anything but a side-scroller for me most of the oh, time. Oh, yeah. Unless it's, like, unless a really, like yeah. So, unless it's, like, a really unique-looking thing, but... Yeah. Unless it's yeah. a really, really good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, Cathedral, that was, like, the last, like, full one that they did, and they they do, like, a really quick, um... They do a sizzle reel. Uh, Declines <laughs> drops, uh... That I actually like the art style of that. Like, yeah, it looked yeah, really unique art styles and stuff. Yeah. This one looks cool. Look really. Yeah, it looked really like. Um, you remember that the, there was that old classic children's book, Madeline, the French book with the little girl mm-hmm. with the hat and the oh yeah, sure, she yeah. goes to school and all that. It looks like that. It it, it kind of reminded me of a Chibli a little bit, like just with the fluidity of the animation, yeah. you know. So that's why I was kind of like, oh yeah, no, I'd like to check that out, just because yeah, it, everything looked like kind of hand hand drawn and all that stuff. So yeah. Space Grunts, I don't remember much about that one. Action game, probably roguelike. Uh, is this the Feline Revolution? Is yeah. this the one that you were talking about? This looks really cool. When, when, yeah. I mean, it was only in there for like five seconds. This, this game looks awesome. Like, why didn't they show more? So it, it, I think it, I have no idea what it is because it's only five seconds, but it seems like a 3D cat platformer, maybe in the style of untu- Untitled Goose Game with a cat. Yeah, no, I'm. Ex- I definitely want to try it out. I mean, I think that's a visual style that I haven't really seen, and I love cats, so why not? <laughs> yeah, it looks like that. visually, um, like you remember the the cats from Lady and the Tramp, how they were kind of like pointy looking and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. like like a lot of um, that stuff. Maybe 101 Dalmatians sort of looking, very and, 1970s yeah. looking. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, definitely. That's one. I, I wish that they would put a lot of these for like pre-sale on the eShop so you can mark them because. You're mm-hmm. going to forget about them by the time they come around. Like a lot of times stuff gets released. I'm like, oh, was that in a direct? I don't know. Was it? I don't remember. Uh, Heroes, of, Heroes of Loot, run into one and two. Don't even remember what that. It's like a roguelike, another one. Memoranda looked cool. Sunshine Manor, like uh, I think you marked it as well, kind of looked like a Maniac Mansion type thing. So yep. I was intrigued by that one because that had an art style that you don't really see much or like yeah. just the way it looked like it played. Uh, Death Ray Manta, that was like Geometry Wars, looked like like almost exactly like Geometry Wars. <laughs> Unhappily Ever After, a platform about a bad marriage. There you go. <laughs> that could be interesting. I'm uh, intrigued. And what Better else? Than, you know, yeah. Real, real life bad marriage. Better right? than a real life one. Oh my god, there's there's so many left here. We don't. We'll just go through them super quick. Uh, Star Dash, Game Boy inspired one. Astro Aqua Kitty, 2D Star or Star Fox inspired submarine shooter. Maybe. Uh, Nin- Ninjinga, Diplomatic Warrior, 2D Zelda in an African Village. I remember seeing that. Nari, Raising- Rising Tide. Looks pretty nice animation. Carmen Sandiego style adventure game. Sure. Astral Equ- Equilibrium. Platformer with Magic Boy and Girl. Uh, Residual. Yeah, that's what looks kind of like Killer Queen. That had an interesting style. Uh, home 2D Action Adventure. Poker Club T. T. That's the one I was talking about. It's like uh, maybe an online poker. That could be fun that we could play. Uh, double Pug Switch, <laughs> platformer with the dog. Clive and Wrench, that's one I'm really interested in. It kind of looks like uh, Ratchet and Clank. I've been keeping track of them for years on Twitter. 
Oh, okay. Uh, You've seen it before. Yeah, a rabbit and a monkey. Yeah, but it, it looked. It definitely looked like it was uh, smooth, like Ratchet and Clank. And I love love third person uh, platformers. There's not a whole lot. I mean, we have those Mario games that we talk so well of, but you know, huh. yeah, I, there's uh, you know other stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, yeah, Cliven Wrench, another Harvest Moon style game with animals, Chama, Bez, uh shoot 'em up. Oh, that's the the other Geometry Wars. There's two Geometry Wars in here, and then, of course they're like. And one more thing was a uh, Petadachi, which is like Tamagotchi, but with but like with Minecraft, Minecraft style. Yeah, the 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 bezel or what's it called? What do you guys call it? Voxels. Voxel. Yeah, that one. It has an L at the end. More more voxel style graphics, but yeah, bunch of bunch of other plenty of directs here and all that stuff. But yeah, no, we made it through that. I think we're good for this episode. Sorry for keeping <laughs> no, you. No, we do have so like a couple big things just to run through real quick on the news. Nintendo accidentally announced Kirby Fighters Two, and it's out now dropped. apparently. Yeah, it came out while we were recording. Thirty minutes. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't even mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I don't even remember them being a one. So there you go. But that's out. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's yeah, out it's now. Bucks though, so yeah, yeah. The it, 3DS was discontinued this week, and we're going to do a, an X Pack episode on that. So yeah, I was going to subscribe and listen. I was going to mention that for sure at the end. Yeah, the 3DS officially they stopped production in the uh, in the in the factory. Like they're not making them mm-hmm. anymore. So 3DS is officially dead. So we're going to do a Patreon episode where we talk about our favorite 3DS stuff and like the history of 3DS and all that stuff. So that'll be fun. We're going to try to stick to the more. The more obscure stuff, not necessarily just the Mario stuff, but it'll be fun to talk about. I really like the 3DS a lot, so it was, it was great. Amazing. It was a great, our great favorite, system. Our favorite arcade is holding a GoFundMe for an expansion, so Galloping Ghost, go check out their GoFundMe, and yeah, support them. I threw, I threw them a little mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I threw them a little bit of money. I Third expansion, like right? Because they have but, the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, well, they've had multiple expansions on the main... Building, I think, throughout the years. Well, they have, yeah, they have the pinball area and the arcade area, but now they're having another one. Yeah, so they're supposedly they're going to add what was it like? There's at least thirty more games, but they're but they're going to have room for it, so they're going to like space everything out a little better, oh, add wow. better ventilation, and they're going to have a whole room devoted to uh, some kind of Sega console or Sega. That's that big one that they bought for like Dream quarter cast. million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> one room de- dedicated to the Saturn. That'd be great. <laughs> just dedicated. <to> the <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I gladly threw them a few bucks just because I was like, I really hope I get to go back there someday. Like, it's it's That's when I'm amazing. stressed out, I really do like in Fight Club when he thinks about being the penguin in the in the cave <laughs> or whatever. Slide. Like when I'm like really stressed out and I go into my head like. I think about being at Galloping Ghost, just hearing all the arcades playing at the same time, and like I think about sitting in that F Zero machine. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that hurt. <laughs> it's too small. For me. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, I freaking love that place. These other ones we have highlighted will take too long to talk about, so I don't, I don't think we need to. But yeah, how how crazy? You know, thinking back to when this podcast started, and there's like no Nintendo news, like that the 3DS being canceled is just an aside at the end of the. Episode. Well, we are doing. We're going out do. with a whimper. Oh no! Yeah, we, yeah, and there wasn't really. I mean, it had plenty of swan songs. It it they had plenty of stuff oh, they yeah. put on there. So, yeah, it seemed kind of came out of nowhere. But I don't know. But yeah, it, you know, you can find that on our Patreon stuff. But but David Walker, please tell tell our listeners where they can find you on the internet 
and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, so my name is David. I'm the head of Common IDW uh, on YouTube and Twitch, where uh, I do geeky nerdy content for geeky nerdy people. I host a podcast, and I also do vlogs, uh, interviews, and I do uh, live streams on Twitch as well. Currently, I'm playing uh, Super Mario 64 through 3D All-Stars and uh, also just doing a whole bunch of other awesome stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and yeah, all the awesome social medias. And also, we have a cool Discord community going on, too. So, yes, yes, yes. And it's a Conman RDW is your Twitter, right? I'll, I'll put it on the... Yeah, you can search Common RDW on Twitter, or you can, uh, David RDW is uh, my Twitter name. Uh, D A V E E D. Okay, yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for anybody who follows us on Twitter, Nintendo underscore Domain or J Max Tech, I will tag you on that when we post this episode, so you can yeah, sure. find it from there. And of course, I'll put some links and stuff in the description. You check that out. You can find Conman stuff. And if you want to find more of our stuff, uh, NintendoMainPodcast.com is where you can find most of them where our reviews and uh, videos and Twitter and all that stuff is on there. Um, also, uh, youtube.com slash Podcast. You can look at my five-hour beat of uh, Mario 64 on there if you want to and you know comment on the comments and all that stuff. And if you want to hear our 3DS episode that we're going to do uh, through Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. At the one, all you need is to donate at the $1 level to hear all our bonus shows. And if you donate at the $5 level, you get to see behind-the-scenes stuff from each episode where we will post the full video recording of our episode with stuff that'll get cut. You get to, you get to hear what we say before and after. It's kind of fun. Um, it'll be like, it'll post sooner than the, than the other stuff. Uh, same with the, the other show that I do with Jess. Uh, how is it now? You can, we, I post one a week early on that at the $5 level. So you can watch us talk about Oscar movies from years ago and how we think about them now and all that stuff. We just put out, put up an episode on Titanic, which I thought was pretty fun. So, if you like hearing us make fun of stuff, it's it's a good episode. But yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And special guest. David Walker. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. And also, uh, we're going to do a listener mail episode next week. So if you have a question, send us a question. Uh, the, de- the deadline is going to be the 29th. And uh, we're going to do a raffle, and we'll give away a $10 eShop card and a $20 eShop card. That's everybody. David, you could send us a question as well if you want to. Um, you know, send send something to the show. We're going to do a whole thing of questions. Uh, ask us some shit. Or awesome. talk us, or tell us how much we suck at podcasting, whatever. Sure. <laughs> Either or. But, uh, yeah, do that by next episode and stuff. I put it on all the different places that I mentioned, so you should be able to find it on there. Uh, DM us, email us, whatever. But, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you.
the video. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> I wasn't sure who sneezed and in which in which square here. Uh, 